serving fans throughout the Midwest and even more around the world. This is the Show Me Sports Network. The following is an exclusive broadcast property presentation of the Show Me Sports Network and is a high-fidelity, all-digital broadcast. This broadcast is copyright by the Show Me Sports Network for the private use of our audience. Any other use of this broadcast without the Show Me Sports Network's written consent is prohibited. It's time for Jefferson City Renegades Baseball on the Show Me Sports Network. This is the Jefferson City Renegades pregame show on the exclusive home for Renegades baseball, the Show Me Sports Network. We'll recap last night's highlights, set the stage for first pitch, and even get the thoughts of the head coach during the pregame show. All while we get set to bring you the exciting play-by-play action of your Jefferson City Renegades. The best pregame coverage in mid-Missouri is on the air. As the Show Me Sports Network broadcast crew is ready in the Doc and Norm Direct broadcast booth. Exclusive pregame coverage of Jefferson City Renegades baseball is brought to you by Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City. Avon with Michelle Carty. Boone County Journal. Centurion Cares, Christopher Scott, Farmers Insurance, Doc and Norm Direct, Eddie Goodell Society, Han Custom Laser Engraving, LLC, Hoslog Landscaping and Design, Last Sentinel Firearms, Retrieving Freedom, River Oak Christian Academy, Sawdust Studios, State Tech of Missouri, and Walk Off Wood Bat Company. The excitement is building in the stands, and the tension is rising in the dugout as first pitch is just around the corner. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Jefferson City Renegades Baseball on the Renegades Radio Network and the Show Me Sports Network. Now let's go live to the field to the Doc and Norm Direct Broadcast booth. Boy, is it hot here at Vivian Field, but that will not stop us from playing two this afternoon as the Renegades and the Des Moines Peak Prospects get ready to meet up for the first time this entire season. Here we are just about a week or so into July and it's the first two times these are two teams are meeting so should be a good one. Welcome in everybody. I'm Ben Schmidt out here at Vivia Field. Blake Gasway will be joining me in just a couple of minutes as him and I are set to bring you both of tonight's games between these two squads. Battle of the Yellows we got going on. The Renegades wearing their yellow alternate jerseys. Meanwhile, the Peak Prospects are wearing black, but there's a P and some yellow lining going on in their jerseys as well. So only one yellow can be superior, and we're just a couple minutes away from getting underway to figure out who that will be as 14 innings at least are on tap between these two teams tonight. Starting lineups being introduced here at the field. I'll get you those in just a few minutes when we're about to throw first pitch. But want to recap last night real quick. It was a very successful night at the yard for the Renegades as they laid to play seven innings last night. And no, it was not because of the doubleheader. It was because they run-ruled the St. Joseph Mustangs. Only took seven innings because they were up 13-3. to And here in the Mink League, if you're up 10 after seven, that is enough to end the game. And the Renegades actually walked it off on a walk-off walk scored three runs in the bottom of the seventh to win the ball game and go home early. So that's their third win in a row after taking the two games on Wednesday against Nevada, 5-2 and 5-3. And then last night, 13-3. We'll see if they can keep it rolling. The third of four straight days that the Renegades play here at home as they play Des Moines here at 5 and 7 p.m. 
And then the Queen City Crush tomorrow night. That'll be a fun and non-league game. So come out to the ballpark to enjoy that. Before the All-Star game on Sunday, Renegades got a ton of selections that were announced yesterday. And we can get a little bit into that as we get through the game. But as the lineup introduction just finished here at the ballpark, that means it's time for me to take a break. So we'll be right back in just a moment for Renegades Baseball here on the Show Me Sports Network. Running out of some of your favorite Avon products and haven't seen an Avon brochure in quite some time? No need to worry. Avon Independent Sales Representative Michelle Carty can help with your skin so soft, makeup, jewelry, fragrance, and skin care needs. Avon now carries cleaning supplies, clothing, daily essentials, and several small LG electronic items. You now have the opportunity to shop online 24-7 and have your order shipped directly to your front door by shopping with Michelle at mcarty.avonrepresentative.com. Dot com or find her on Facebook by searching Avon Carty. At the Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. We know that you're more than just a subscriber. You're an employer. You're a parent. You're a neighbor. Most importantly, you're a community member. It's our goal to provide you with the latest news, sports, opinions, obituaries, classifieds, and more to keep you informed about your community. To find out more about the Boone County Journal or to subscribe, call 573-657-2334 or visit bocojo.com. The Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. At Centurion Cares, for more than nine at centurioncares.com. Centurion Cares, innovative communication solutions. When things come out of left field, having a game plan matters. Farmers Insurance has over 90 years of experience helping people play through every stage of the game. We've seen almost everything, so we know how to cover almost anything. Talk to Farmers Agent Christopher Scott at 573-896-0131 to see how I can help you stay in the game. That's Christopher Scott at 573-896-0131. We are farmers. Bum, ba, dum, bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers, Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges, and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Moex Dock and Norm Direct is back better than ever. Much more than your number one ground shuttle transportation service to St. Louis Airport. Yes! Moex Dock and Norm Direct is Mid-Missouri's leader in premier group travel. Sporting events, concerts, wedding receptions, the lake, winery trips, Branson, plaza shopping, reunions, pub crawls, group sizes from 1 to 100 or beyond. We do it all. Remember, we want you to write Moex Dock and Norm Direct. The following public service announcement is brought to you by the Eddie Goodell Society, Jefferson City Chapter 10, doing little things to make a big difference. Want to make a big difference in your community? Be kind to others, drive safely, and put litter in its proper place. Join us in celebrating Eddie Goodell's historic Major League appearance as a member of the St. Louis Browns by doing something nice for someone today. Take a walk, Eddie! Since 2018, Han Custom Laser Engraving LLC has been specializing in all things custom, using large format, high-powered lasers with some of the most advanced technologies on the market. Anything can become a canvas. The state-of-the-art system makes quick work of custom engraving on cups, glass, tile, wood, acrylic, metal, headstones with endless possibilities. They also offer custom one-of-a-kind signs that are sure to make your design stand out. Find them on Facebook at Han Custom Laser Engraving or call 573-489-8732 to find out more on custom laser engraving llc a veteran owned business 
All right, I think we've got all the internet problems figured out and just in time too because we are ready for baseball. I'll get you the starting lineup in just a moment as I didn't get to do that in the pregame and then during the break was trying to get things fixed. But we are underway here at Vivian Field as first pitch delivered by Braden Boyer is fired in strike one to Tai Chi Nikayo, the lead off batter tonight for the Peak Prospects. Renegades wearing their yellow alternate uniforms with the blue stripes down the sides. Peak Prospects have black with yellow letters and stripes on them. Second pitch by Boyer also followed in there. And now it's no balls and two strikes on the leadoff hitter, Tai Chi Nikayo, playing second base. Steps in from the right side to get things going between the Prospects and the Renegades. Boyer quickly has worked ahead. No balls and two strikes into his lineup. And this one skips in there for ball one. Renegades on the season sit at 12 and 15. They've won three in a row thanks to the doubleheader sweep two nights ago and then the win. Last night, Peak Prospects sit at 13 and 14. They have won their last game. They're just on a slight one-game winning streak. Renegades sit at third place. Meanwhile, the Peak Prospects, so they have more teams in their division, sit at fourth place. After the ball, 1-2 pitch is grounded foul out to the right side, and we will have to do it again. These two teams were supposed to meet very early on in the season when the Renegades traveled to Iowa, played just one game on that trip. The first of what was supposed to be a doubleheader against Carroll, and then the next day we're supposed to play this Des Moines Peak Prospects team in a doubleheader, and both of those games got rained out, have not been made up. So here we sit on July the 8th, and the first two times these two teams are meeting this pitch just off the outside corner, and now it's even at two balls and two strikes on Takayo. So this inning, it will be Tai Chi Nakayo, Eli Collins, and Yersley. Do up one, two, three in the order. Boyer quickly moved ahead, 0-2. Oh now it's 2-2. Two two. Back into the lineup. He rocks the left leg and delivers. Swung on a miss, strike three. And what a way for Boyer to get things going. A strikeout to begin his evening, and he retires Nakayo for out number one. So let's get you that peak prospects lineup. It'll be Nakayo, Collins, Yersley, Prater, Cruz, Zielinski, and then Jennings, Lutch, and Herrera. They go second, third, center, first, DH, left, and then shortstop, catcher, right field. And Drew Kahn is starting on the mound for the peak prospects tonight. We'll see him in just a moment when the Renegades come to bat in the bottom of the first inning. But now Boyer, after tying his first hitter of the night, will step back on the mound to face Eli Collins, also a right-handed batter, plays third tonight. I'll get you the Renegades on defense after this pitch. Boyer works out of the windup. This one bends off the outside corner, so now it is one ball and no strikes. Renegades have Mazlowski at first, Imgarn at second, Hopkins at short, and jo Jackson Lovich at third. Ross Lovich takes left, Adonis Forte in center, and Matyshek in right. Joe Herschler gets the start behind the plate to catch Boyer here this evening. 1-0 pitch is just stopping in. So now we're going to fall behind two balls and no strikes on Collins. This game just underway at Vivian Field between the fourth place peak prospects and the third place Renegades. First time these two teams have faced off all season. Right-handed batting Collins back into the batter's box. And here's the delivery. This one hit down the right field line. It's curving foul. Matyshek chases. He's not going to have a play, and that's foul and out of play. So it'll about be two balls and one strike. Pretty quickly realized that that ball was not going to stay fair. And it would have been a long run for Matishek. Really no chance as he will kindly fire that one back in towards the peak prospects dugout. So we'll now be set here at two balls and one strike. Boyer getting the start in the first of two games. We'll play just seven innings in each of these since it is the doubleheader. Just one out into this one. Boyer fell behind 2-0 on Collins before getting the foul ball just a moment ago. So now two balls and a strike. Pitch on the way, up and outside, so now he's falling behind. Three balls and one strike. He jumped ahead of Taiki and Kyle before getting him to strike out swinging. Ball. 
So now three balls and one strike on Eli Collins. Back into the box, swings the bat a few times. He has got a slight open stance, just a little bit, has that left foot kicked out. Play into the line, the 3-1 pitch is on the outside corner. Collins started to take a step towards first base, but that was a called strike. So now it's run even to three balls and two strikes. Boyer looking to retire his second straight batter to get this first game underway. There is a good breeze going on at the ballpark. Despite the sun being out, there is a breeze as the flag on the left field line is moving pretty good. Boyer into the line. Here's his 3-2 pitch to Collins. This one grounded weakly to third. Lovich on an in-between hop. Nice pick and then throws on to first base. Mazlowski's got it. And that is out number two. Two up, two down on a nifty play by the Renegades third baseman. He had to pick that on a short hop and made it look easy before delivering a perfect throw. So now two up, two down. And are we up to Cole Yersley to continue this top of the first inning against Renegades starter Braden Boyer? Renegades in their bottom half of the first. We'll have Forte, Imgarten, and Matashek, one, two, three, in the order. Hoping to come up with this thing scoreless if Boyer can get one more out. He's retired the first two on a strikeout on the ground out and now faces Yersley. First lefty that will have to go to battle against here tonight. Looks in and gets the sign from Hersler and will deliver first pitch inside on the corner. So strike one to Yersley. Looked to be moving in towards the knees of the lefty batting Yearsley, but did find the zone and a nice job on the receiving end by Hersler. So now no balls and a strike. Here's Boyer's delivery. This one grounded weakly out to second. Imgarn a couple steps in. It's a slow roller. He throws to first, and that's just in time to get the hustling Yearsley for out number three. And Braden Boyer's off and running with three up, three down. So now the Renegades will come to the plate. We'll be back in just a moment to tell you their starting lineup when we're right back on the Show Me Sports Network. Marion Cares. For more than three decades, their focus has been on exceeding customer expectations for contact center software solutions. Their innovative communication solutions include utility interactive voice response software that allows for smart communication features that let your utility deliver superior customer service 24-7. They also provide other streamlined services like automatic call distribution, automated customer callback, reporting, and quality assurance. To find out more about how Centurion Cares can help your business, call them at 727 or look them up online at centurioncares.com. Centurion Cares, innovative communication solutions. When things come out of left field, having a game plan matters. Farmers Insurance has over 90 years of experience helping people play through every stage of the game. We've seen almost everything, so we know how to cover almost anything. Talk to Farmers Agent Christopher Scott at 573-896-0131 to see how I can help you stay in the game. That's Christopher Scott at 573-896-0131. We are farmers. Bum, ba -dum, bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers, Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges, and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Renegades coming to hit here in the bottom of the first inning after a 3-up, three 3-down three delivered by starting pitcher Braden Boyer. And you may have been able to hear in the background, Mink League All-Star stepping to the plate to lead this thing off for the Renegades. It is Adonis Forte. You've seen him at the top of the lineup pretty much all season long. And he once again is back there tonight to get this game started. Drew Kahn, the starter, his first pitch to Forte. Snaps in there for a called strike. And Forte is now behind. No balls and a strike. I want to thank everyone for listening, listening in, despite the fact that 
had the Wi-Fi outage in the pregame. But now we're here ready to go. This one misses up and into Forte. So now one and one. It'll be Forte in center. Imgarten at second. Matashek in right. For the DH, Ross Lovich in left. Jackson Lovich at third. As the 1-1 pitch coming to Forte is grounded weakly off to the left side, but that is foul. It's now one and two strikes on Forte. With Jackson Lovich at third in the sixth spot. Joe Herschel to the seventh catcher. Leo Maslowski hits eighth and plays first. And Taylor Hopkins and his bright neon green batting gloves. That ninth playing shortstop, and as you know, Braden Boyer, the pitcher tonight for the Renegades. So Forte, after the weekly hit foul ball off to the left side, is behind one ball and two strike. This one bends away out of the zone, so now we're even at two and two. Drew Kahn, an imposing presence out there on the mound. Towering right-hander goes into the 2-2 pitch. This one fouled out of play over our heads off to the left side and into the creek. I believe that one splashed down. So now we're going to do the 2-2 pitch once again. Renegades have had been able to get the offense going a little bit lately. Two ball, two strike pitch. Forte popped up off to the left side. Is this one going to stay in play? They give chase and that gets out of play just beyond the Renegades duckout. And Forte will live to see another pitch. But what I was saying is the Renegades in their, each of their seven inning games two nights ago scored five runs in each. And then last night and also just seven innings scored 13. So there's some of the offense they've been looking for and hopefully can continue here into tonight. There'll be three left-handed hitters for the Renegades. One, two, three in this order against the right-handed pitching Khan. Here's the 2-2-2 two, two, two Forte. Fouled off again and Forte continuing to battle has been able to just put the wood on the ball here these last couple of pitches and stay alive with two strikes. We'll see if it can lead to a leadoff base runner for Jefferson City. Renegades are playing their 17th home game. Three out of four straight days here at the ballpark. And then an off day, actually the All-Star game Sunday. And then another game at home exhibition on Monday. This one just stopping away. Good take there by Forte. I don't think the peak prospects dug. I liked it. There was some chirping coming from the first baseline. But it was outside. So now three balls and two strikes. And Forte is really working this battle. We'll see if he can end with him reaching base. The 3-2 pitch is swung on a miss. Fastball upstairs and he went chasing. Couldn't come up with it and that is a strikeout swinging and the same way Boyer got his first underway. Khan does the same. Gets Forte to go down on strikes for out number one. So Andrew Imgarn just about a week or so into his tenure with the team. I believe his first game was last week during the doubleheader against Carroll, so that would have been a week ago on Wednesday. But he's had a pretty good presence in this lineup. I mean, just about a week into the team, and he's already hitting up on the two spots. So certainly has put together some good at-bats and looks at ball one here. So now 1-0. and oh. Garten played in last night's game as well. Most pretty much everyone in the Renegades lineup got in on the action when he scored 13. 1-0 missed outside. So now two balls and no strikes on Imgarten. Defense pretty much straight up for the peak prospects on the infield. 2-0 pitch. This one lined out to right field. Sinking quickly, but the right fielder is going to have a play. And Herrera makes the catch about head high for out number two. Hit pretty well, but more than enough time for Herrera to come in and make the catch. And that is two up, two down. We have yet to have a batter on either side reach base. And now Jack Matashek will step in. Looked like he said a couple words to the catcher Lutz. Don't know if they are friends, but both having a smile at home plate. So that's... Fun interaction going on there, and just like leadoff batter Adonis Forte, Matashek also head into the All-Star game on Sunday. He has been 
a staple pretty much in the middle of this Renegades lineup all year long. And now bats with no one on and two out and swings and misses for strike one to get his at-bat going. Back into the lineup, 0-1 pitch to Matashek. It's fouled straight back off the net, and now quickly Khan has jumped ahead. No balls and two strikes on Matashek. After the foul ball, Matashek back in. Lefty hitter, first three in this Renegades lineup. All lefties facing the righty, Andrew Khan into the lineup. The 0-2 pitch bends just off the outside corner. Tried to bring the curveball back onto that outside corner. Just did not catch it. So now one ball and two strikes on Matashek. Don't know if I'd take that one again. Probably was a ball, but it was close. Like, say that. So one ball and two strikes. Pitch to Matashek is outside. One with the fastball there and clearly missed up and away. So now two balls and two strikes on Matashek. Luke Fuller, also an all-star participant and a home run derby participant on Sunday, waits on deck. Two balls, two strikes. Matashek hits it in the air to left. Should be playable for Zelensky out there. Barely has to move and makes the catch just above his head for out number three. And the Renegades go three up, three down. So Boyer, who retired all three he faced in the first, is coming to the back to the mound as we head to the top of the second inning. We'll be right back on the Show Me Sports Network. Moex Dock and Norm Direct is back better than ever. Much more than your number one ground shuttle transportation service to St. Louis Airport. Yes! Moex Dock and Norm Direct is Mid-Missouri's leader in premier group travel. Sporting events, concerts, wedding receptions, the lake, winery trips, Branson, plaza shopping, reunions, pub crawls, group sizes from 1 to 100 or beyond. We do it all. Remember, we want you to ride Moex Dock and Norm Direct. The following public service announcement is brought to you by the Eddie Goodell Society, Jefferson City Chapter 10, doing little things to make a big difference. Want to make a big difference in your community? Be kind to others, drive safely, and put litter in its proper place. Join us in celebrating Eddie Goodell's historic Major League appearance as a member of the St. Louis Browns by doing something nice for someone today. Take a walk, Eddie! Since 2018, Han Custom Laser Engraving LLC has been specializing in all things custom, using large format, high-powered lasers with some of the most advanced technologies on the market. Anything can become a canvas. The state-of-the-art system makes quick work of custom engraving on cups, glass, tile, wood, acrylic, metal, headstones with endless possibilities. They also offer custom one-of-a-kind signs that are sure to make your design stand out. Find them on Facebook at Han Custom Laser Engraving or call 573-489-8732 to find out more on Custom Laser Engraving, LLC, a veteran-owned business. Boyer back on the mound. First pitch is swung on a miss to Nick Prater. Facing four, five, six in the lineup to get this second inning going. He retired all three he faced in the first on a strikeout and two groundouts. And now after getting ahead, no balls and a strike on Prater. He'll get ready to go back to work. Longer look in, so Prater calls time. Renegades all-star starting pitcher Braden Boyer on the mound tonight. Renegades surely cleaned up in the pitching department. They have are sending, I think, four or five different representatives solely in the pitching part of their squad to Sunday's all-star game. 0-1 pitch from Boyer is swung on a missed again, and now no balls and two strikes on Prater. Join me now, Blake Gaswain. Blake, you didn't miss a whole lot through the first inning because all six batters were retired. Yeah, we listened to it uh, on the way in, had a couple of 
things I had to take care of, so I knew I was probably going to be running a little bit late. But, you know, that's the uh, thing. If they can hold off runs and get their offense going like they did the last couple nights, it's a good night for them. 0-2 pitch was fouled straight back. Prater at first base tonight, hits in the cleanup spot. Well, if I had to guess, those may be Pittsburgh Pirate Sox because that's the bridge in Pittsburgh. And I'm going to go out on a limb. I mean, it, it fits because they go with the P logo for the peak prospects. Yeah, they do but look cool. They, they look very cool, but that, that would be my guess. Those look like Pittsburgh Pirate Sox. 0-2 pitch from Boyer, swung on a miss as chasing the off-speed down low with Prater, and he's retired on strikes for the first out of the second inning. But, you know, speaking of socks, the uh, Renegades have a sockathon fundraiser that's going on. You can order uh, men's socks, women's socks, and also kids' socks, and uh, they're about $12 for a pair. So you get two nice pairs of socks. I ordered some myself and really impressed with them. I'll have to go check those out because I have not gotten the chance to go and look at them, but I remember you talking about how nice they were. First pitch is low and away. That's to Sammy Cruz, the DH tonight. You can find the link on the Renegades Facebook page on there, and half the money goes to the Renegades organization, and the other half goes to obviously pay for those socks from the supplier. 1-0 pitch coming to Cruz is just on the outside corner. Good job on the receiving end by Hersler. And now it's one ball and one strike on Cruz. What have you seen in the last two nights, Blake, from this Renegades on really both sides because they've gotten both good pitching and good hitting? Well, I think the big thing for them has just been consistency is they were able to finally string along uh, some hits. They had great pitching. They've had great pitching throughout most of the season, but, you know, it, it's twofold. Baseball's twofold. You've got to have it on the mound. You've got to have it behind uh, at the plate when you're batting to put those runs up. But especially last night, there were two innings, and we almost would have had a third if we didn't end the game early, that uh, were had ten batters at the minimum go through. 2-1 pitch is outside, and now Boyer is falling behind three balls and a strike on Sammy Cruz after back-to-back have missed out of the strike zone. The last one was a fastball that Herschel had to basically stab at just to receive that one as it came on by. So Boyer in danger of putting on the first base runner of the game for the peak prospects. Pretty similar record to the Renegades' prospects at 13-14 and 14 while the Renegades are at 12-15. and 15. This one finds his own, and now he's run it full to Cruz. So I think that's really my big takeaway is they're starting to find a little consistency. They're getting productive at bats. They have good pitching, uh, good starts, and good middle relievers, good closers as well. But they're starting to get more base runners on and get them around the base path. 3-2 coming from Boyer. He's into the line, and the delivery swung on and missed. Strikeout number three, and the second in a row is two up to down here in the second inning. Got Cruz to chase outside. Looked like he may have went off speed there. And as that one dove out of the zone, Cruz couldn't catch up with it. And he goes down on strikes. Now three strikeouts swinging for Boyer. He looks good early in this one. Yeah, he's got some extra rest that uh, his body might have needed. Had those couple days off earlier in the week. But that's what we need here as we get into this stretch. Six games over four days. So now Rhett Zielinski, right-handed batting. Left fielder steps in, the sixth batter in this order, and his first pitch snaps just below the outside corner, now 1-0. Zelensky made the catch to retire Matashek to end last inning, now takes his first plate appearance of the night. We're in the second of what will be seven innings, and this one is the 1-0 pitch falls just below the knees. Didn't miss by much, don't know if I'd take that one in a two-strike count. So now Boyer falling behind 2-0. He's 
fell behind Sammy Cruz 3-1 before battling back to strike him out swinging. We'll have to battle back here again against Zelinski. Here comes the 2-0 pitch. This one finds the zone. That's a called strike. And Boyer bounces back to make it 2-1. Yeah, it was very good. Just caught that outside part of the plate. Froze the batter. That's great-looking execution right there. Boyer looks in, gets the sign from Herschler, who sets down and away this one. Perfect go. location on the outside corner. And Zelensky started to take the bat off his shoulder, but did not regardless. It was a called strike. And now Boyer, let's see, a strike away could potentially strike out all three batters this inning. Looks like he's got the strikeout stuff working. Stares in at the catcher, Hersler. Looks like they've got one that they like. Hersler's going to set up up and in, and this one is just upstairs. That one barely missed, and now it's three balls and two strikes. I don't think that one was in. I just think it missed up a little bit, and it was also close for her. Ringing up Zelensky for a called strike three, and Boyer's going to step off the mound before we'll do this full count pitch. Here comes the three ball, two strike pitch. No one on, two outs. And this one just slowing away. Don't know how much better Boyer could have been with those last two pitches. Missed by very, very little. And that's going to be the first base runner. A two out walk to Zelensky. Yeah, that's one of those walks too. Not that you put a little asterisk by it, but you almost do just because, as you said, those two pitches were very, very close. And, you know, I think any other game they could go another direction. So Zelensky, the first base runner of either side to reach tonight here in the top of the second inning. Two outs now with one on. Zelensky is being held on at first base by Maslowski. And Boyer will have to pitch out of the stretch for the first time tonight. He'll do it against Leighton Jennings, the shortstop for the peak prospects. First pitch is swung on a miss. Runner started to go but did not. And popping up quickly was Herschler. Zelensky scurried on back to first. But now no balls and a strike on Jennings. Right-handed batting shortstop. Back into the box as Boyer sets at the belt. Hersler looks to be setting on the outside corner. This one skips in there. And now one ball and one strike on Jennings. Boyer had retired the first five. He faced three on strikeout and the other two on ground out before losing Zelinski to a two-out walk on a pitch that just missed off the outside corner. And now we'll have to go to work to try and get Jennings for the third out of the second inning. Runner goes. The pitch is swung on. Hit in the air to right. Going out is Ingarn, coming in is Matishek now. Matishek is going to call him off and makes the catch as the hat flies off the head. Nice running grab for the Renegades right fielder, and that ends the inning. So another scoreless inning for Boyer. We'll head to the bottom of the second. Renegades looking to get on the board first, as we'll be right back on the Show Me Sports Network. Hi, this is Nick Hoslog, owner of Hoslog Landscape and Design. Every day, my highly trained team of experts works hard to give you the outdoor living area you've been dreaming of. By focusing solely on landscaping and hardscape construction, this has made us the preferred landscape and design company serving Jefferson City and the Central Missouri area. Thank you for all your continued support in voting us as winners of the Reader's Choice Awards and Jefferson City's Best multiple years running. When you are ready to begin your dream outdoor project, call us at 573-301-9464 to schedule an estimate or visit hoslaglandscape.com. Last Sentinel Firearms is your federally licensed and registered Type 7 FFL manufacturer dealer in Missouri, providing quality products to all types of sports enthusiasts, law enforcement, and individuals across the nation. Orders are currently being fulfilled offering custom-built pistols and rifles from the AR platform made right here in Missouri. Visit their website at lastsentinelfirearms.com or call them at 417-684-7202 to find out what they've got for you. Last Sentinel Firearms, you are your 
your last line of defense. Renegades coming about here in this bottom of the second innings. 0-0, our score here in the Dock and Norm Direct broadcast booth. I'm Ben Schmidt, joined by Blake Gasway. And as we bring you the first of two games tonight, I want to remind everyone to go riding with Doc and Norm Direct to Bid Missouri's leader and premier group travel. Group sizes from 1 to 100 or beyond, they do it all. Doc and Norm Direct is also the official transportation provider of the Renegades, getting us to all our road games safely, efficiently, and in style. To book your spot for your next adventure, call them at 573-256-1991 or email reservations at mlexpress.com. Renegades looking to get on the board first. They go for win number four in a row after sweeping Nevada and Wednesday's double hitter, double header. One of those coming on our walk-off three-run bomb by TJ Rocker Bomber, and then last night beat St. Joe 13 to three. Four looks at a ball away. So now one ball and no strike on the Renegades DH. Four not only an All-Star participant for Sunday's game in Clorinda, also a home run derby participant. 1-0 pitch swung on a missed as Khan fooled him there with the off-speed down and away. So now a ball and a strike on Fuller. Seen him play all over the diamond so far this season. Catcher, right field, third base, DH, and that's where he's at today. 1-1 pitch from Khan is off the outside corner despite the best efforts from Watts to save. It's now two balls and a strike. Yeah, I don't want to put any pressure on him, but uh, he falls in the footsteps of Hamilton Anderson last year who made it to the championship round. Two balls, one strike pitch to four. This one hit hard, but right at the shortstop Jennings, who goes to a knee and makes the catch. Tough luck there for Fuller as that was just an Adam ball, but he hit it very well. Yeah, that, he's seeing the ball well right now as he has been for a good chunk of the season here, at least the, uh, the back half of the season so far. So now after four straight have been retired for the Renegades, they look to get their first base runner. And it'll be Ross Lovich, first of the two Lovich brothers that will hit back-to-back here in the order today. And Ross now in to face Khan. And grounds this one out to second. Moving to his left is Nikeo. Throws to first, and that's in time. And one pitch and one out to Ross Lovich. He's retired to the second out here of the second inning. Yeah, good to see him back to the lineup. We haven't seen him for the last several games. Had a little time off as well, so... Glad to have him back in the yellow and navy uniforms here tonight. Said it's a battle of the yellow and we were getting going. We have the Renegades a little bit lighter yellow versus the uh, Peak Prospects yellow and black. First pitch to Jackson Lovich. Misses down and away for strike one. So Renegades third baseman tonight. Looking to be the first Jefferson City hitter to reach base. Peak prospects have only had one so far, and it was a walk against Braden Boyer, but Drew Kahn has looked very good so far. This one snaps in there, beautiful off-speed pitch. And now no balls and two strikes on Jackson Lovich. Only one renegade struck out so far. That was Adonis Forte. Everyone since has just been flyouts and ground outs. 0-2 pitch to Lovich, way up and inside. Actually not even up as that one fell all the way back in, pretty close to the zone, but Lovich ducked out of the way like that one was going to come up and in and get him, but... Missed for a ball, so now one ball and two strikes on Lovich. Herschel waits on deck if he can reach. Khan into the lineup, and here comes the one ball, two strike pitch. This one grounded to third. On hop, third baseman Collins has got it. Long throw across, and going down to a knee to make the catch is Prater, and that's in time to get Lovich. Three up, three down once again for the Renegades. So now we'll head to the third. It's been a pitching duel early. We'll see if someone can get on the board when we are right back on the Show Me Sports Network. 
Hi, I'm retired Army Sergeant Trent Dirks, and I want to tell you about an organization that saved and changed my life forever. Retrieving Freedom provides highly trained service dogs to veterans with disabilities and children with autism absolutely free of charge, thanks to the generous donations and support from people just like you. Experts from Retrieving Freedom help throughout the entire process from fostering programs through service dog placement. Retrieving Freedom gave me the skilled service dog Tracer, who has been my best friend in my lifeline. To find out more about how you can get involved, volunteer, foster, or to donate, visit their website, retrievingfreedom.org. Retrieving Freedom, changing lives through the training and placement of service dogs for veterans with disabilities and children with autism. River Oak Christian Academy has been providing a strong biblical foundation and academic excellence within a Christian environment to students for more than 16 years. Located in the Jefferson City, River Oak Christian Academy offers kinder prep through 7th grade with 8th grade to be added in the 2023-2024 school year. River Oak Christian Academy's primary goal is the discipleship of the next generation to impact the world for Christ. Average class sizes are just 16 students with a student body composed of families from over 30 area churches. Kinder prep offerings include 3 and 5 full day sessions with kindergarten offering a half day and full day programs. To find out more about River Oak Christian Academy calling at 573-634-3983. Braden Boyer back out on the hill. Getting ready to go to work here in this top of the third inning as he has looked every bit of the part so far. Has thrown two innings, struck out three, walked just one, and has yet to go up a hit. Neither side has a hit through the first two innings of this one. And we'll see whose offense is up to the task of scoring first. Boyer's last warm-up pitch was just thrown as Herschel then fired a bullet down to second. What have you seen from Boyer so far, Blake? Well, you know, Boyer, really his, his MO this year, again, coming as a second-year renegade, is he has some pretty good command. The other thing that I really like about him, and you maybe haven't seen it tonight, uh, which is good, but, you know, he doesn't panic in some of those positions where, you know, as everybody will have, uh, you know, an, an at-bat or two that maybe doesn't go their way, and uh, he's able to work around some of those jams and just stay consistent with it. Well, he'll start with the bottom of the lineup here in the third, 8-9, and then back to the top in number one into the lineup. The first pitch to Lutz coming, and misses up and in for ball one. So it'll be Rocky Lutz, Chad Herrera, and then Tai Chi Nikeo, the leadoff hitter, will be in the hole in this third inning. 1-0 pitch soon to come from Boyers. Takes a little bit longer of a look into Herschler behind the plate. He sets up low and outside, and the 1-0 pitch is... Perfectly delivered onto the outside corner. That's now a ball and a strike. That's almost exactly where Herschler set up on that one. Yeah, he did a good job. You know, that's the uh, the great thing now with these three catchers that the Renegades are rotating through. They all do a great job framing. All do a good job setting up back there. 1-1 one, one pitch now from Boyer. This one outside, but I think he went around. They appealed to first, and he say he swung. So now one ball and two strikes on Lutz. Would have been ball two, but Lutz started to swing and looked pretty clearly to break, break the plane. And after appeal down to the first base umpire, they ruled that he went. So now Boyer looking for strikeout number four here on the evening. Into the lineup and the one-two pitch coming. This one fouled off to the right side. Looked to maybe get the hand of Herschel, but he looks to be all right. So we'll do the one-ball, two-strike pitch again. Again, this game only seven innings because we're playing two tonight. Two between the Renegades and the Peak Prospects. We sit here on July 8th, and this is the first time that these two teams have played all season. It's the 8th and final different team that the Renegades will face. Everyone from here on out have already faced at least once this season. So back on the mound now, one ball, two strike pits coming to Lutz. This one swung on a miss, blew the heat by him, and gets the third inning going with the strikeout. He's began each inning on the mound with a punch out. Yeah, you know, that's really exactly how you could want to script it up, how you'd want to uh, 
tell a pitcher to have a game plan that helps their confidence, helps also your infielders and your outfielders and your catcher there to, you know, know that uh, he's just making quick work of these batters, putting them up, putting them down just as fast as they get up there. So left-hand hitting right fielder Chad Herrera now in. Where he's not allowed to hit yet, just the one walk. And here's the first pitch, misses up to Herrera. I made a comment to you last night, Blake, about how they always rule with the double headers at 5 and 7, and the second game really never starts at 7. But the way that these pitches are working, it's there may be a shot for that tonight. Very rarely do we hit that mark, but you're right about that. 1-0 pitch coming to Herrera just outside, despite Hersler's best efforts to bring it back. So now falling behind two balls and no strikes to Herrera before we go back to the top of the lineup. And Tai Chi Nikeo, the second baseman, who led off tonight's contest with a strikeout swinging against Boyer. Right-hander is ready to fire home the two-ball no-strike pitch, and this one is fouled off to the left side. That ball is going to land in the concourse out to our left. So now two balls and a strike on Herrera. Renegades, after tonight's doubleheader, will play back-to-back exhibition games tomorrow against the, the Queen City Crush and then Monday against the J.C. Legends. Off day on Sunday for the All-Star game and then off day on Tuesday as well. Two ball, one strike pitch coming. This one in the air foul out of play to the left side. And Boyer quickly has came back with back-to-back strikes and now evens it up on Herrera at 2-2. Two and two. Well, it's just like I talked about, you know, not getting panicked. He's, he's being patient, just really methodical with it, putting some good ball placements. And, you know, that's another thing that helped him last night is there were several counts that uh, the Renegades batters had that they started 0-2 and battled back and ended up getting a walk. So Boyer, a strike away from strikeout number five here, one out into the third, 2-2, fouled straight back. Just enough to connect on that one was Herrera, and he stays alive and will live to see another pitch against Boyer. Renegades look to be pretty much straight up on the infield. Maybe Mezaluski pulled a little more towards, towards the first base bag with the left-handed hitting right fielder, but not by a whole lot. Everyone else looks to be in pretty normal spots. Boyer a little bit longer to look in from Hersler and will step off the mound as I think time was called. Regardless, we're going to have to wait a moment before this two-ball, two-strike pitch to Herrera. Number nine hitter in this peak prospects order. Renegades on their offensive end have not had a base runner reach. They are six up, six down. Boyer through the first nine looking to retire eight of them. 2-2 pitch. Hits shallow left side going out is Lovich. Also Hopkins. They both go after it and jumping to make the catch is Taylor Hopkins. A fine grab by the Renegades shortstop as he leapt into the dirt and foul ground and makes the catch route number two. Yeah, he makes a great grab there. Kind of does a belly flop on the end, but he comes up with out number two. Left fielder Lovich came in along with Jackson Lovich going out, but it was Hopkins who jumped to make the catch, and when he fell onto the dirt and left that yellow jersey with a whole lot of brown, I think you know where he's going to need to take that one. Yeah, you know, we saw that uh, Wednesday night against Nevada as a couple players had to change their uniforms, their uniform tops uh, between games. <laughs> Looks like we're trying to do that again tonight, and Capital Laundry will get you taken care of every time. So first time through the order, Boyers retired 8 of 9 and will now go to work for the second time against Tai Chi Nikeo and snaps off a breaking ball in there for strike one. It looked like two on that pop-up that Lobich may have beat him to the spot, but Hopkins was a few steps deeper into that left field foul line and it was Hopkins who leapt into the air to make the catch. This one hit foul out of play. Boyer quickly had no balls and two strikes on Nikeo. Yeah, 
you know, I think you're right about that. Plus, it's kind of one of those things that depends on how you're tracking it and where you're tracking it from. And I think he had a little bit better read on it than uh, than than Lovich had. So Boyer strike away from three shutout innings, three hitless innings. If he can get Nikeo right here. Oh, two pitch. He's ahead of him, and the delivery is fouled off to the right side. So we'll do it again. Boyer has worked ahead of pretty much ever better. He's faced so far through the first nine. He's only gone to a three-ball count three times only. And all three of those times he went three-ball count. Two of them he came back to strike out the batter, and then the other time lost him to a walk. So now we'll do the 0-2 pitch once again after the foul ball by Nikeo. He's 0-for-1, and the pitch just slowing away. It's now one ball and two strikes. Feel a little bit of breeze coming through. Feels so good because that sun bearing down on us here. Yeah, the 5 o'clock games don't make it easy. We can we complained at 7 o'clock. Try 5 o'clock. So. One ball and two strike on Nikeo. The pitch is low and outside. Back-to-back -back misses in a similar spot. And now two balls and two strikes on Nikeo. So, Blake, when uh, Hopkins comes to the plate in the bottom of the third inning, do you think we see him wearing the bright green uh, Lowe's gloves again? I think so. They've been some good luck for him. So, might as well... They only cost him, I think, a dollar. So, yeah, it's worth keeping keeping the magic going. Boyer back-to-back -back misses. It's now two balls and two strikes on Nikeo, and here's the pitch. Swung on a miss, low and away. Blocked by Hersler. He's up with it, the throw. Down to first is in time, and that's a strikeout to end the third inning, the second of two in the third. And Boyer throws a perfect inning. So we'll head to the bottom of the third. Renegade's looking to get someone on. It's a 0-0 ball game. We'll be right back on the Show Me Sports Network. Creating custom, handcrafted woodworking projects has never been easier. Become a member of Sawdust Studios and enjoy 24-7 access to a woodworker's paradise. Outfit with industry-leading, professional-grade tools, Sawdust Studios offers endless woodworking possibilities. Don't have woodworking experience? No problem, as Sawdust Studios offers affordable classes from a community of woodworkers, experienced designers, and master craftsmen. Youth classes are also offered for those junior woodworkers. For more information, search Sawdust Studios on Facebook or find them online at Sawdust Sawdust247.com. Sawdust Studios, your community woodshop. We are State Tech. We are hands-on education. When you choose the number one two-year college in the country, you know you will be ready for your career. That's why at State Tech, we say, from the classroom to your career, we are the employer's choice. We are State Tech. Renegades will take their third trip to the plate as we head to the bottom of the third inning on the Show Me Sports Network. Drew Kahn has been electric so far tonight for the peak prospects. He's retired all six that he's faced. Two flyouts, a lineout, two groundouts, and a strikeout for his six victims. And now the bottom third of the Renegades order looking to do some damage after Braden Boyer just threw a scoreless top of the inning. We're only playing seven, so this may be a classic. Whoever blinks first you're, is going to lose in the game. You're very right about that. I mean, that's, that's the one negative thing about... Uh, about these seven inning games is sometimes you need those couple extra innings. Oh, one coming to Hersler swung on a miss and Khan has pulled the string back to back times and Hersler has been un unable to come up with any contact. 
will have the bottom part of this Renegades order. Herschel, Meslowski, and Hopkins, 7-8-9. Herschel, like you mentioned, one of those rotating Renegades catchers, gets the nod tonight. 0-2 pitch coming to him is swung on a miss. And good morning, good afternoon, and good night to the Renegades catcher. He is struck out by Khan for the first out of this third inning. Looked like Khan went off speed on all three of those pitches. They looked good coming out of the hand, but Herschler fell victim to as they dove out of the zone and gets retired for the seventh straight Renegade to head back to the dugout. And now see, we'll see if Levi Maslowski can break the streak and get something going here in the bottom of the third inning. Just joining us, this is Ben Schmidt and Blake Gasway. Thanks for listening in, everyone, on the Show Me Sports Network for the first of two between the Renegades and Peak Prospects. That was a ball. ball. Back into the windup. Khan is going to get a swing and a miss out of Mislowski. So now we're at a one ball, one strike count. I was looking down at my lineup, so I didn't even see the first pitch either. That's why I was waiting for one of you guys. 1-1 one, one pitch coming to Maslowski. Misses low and away. So now two ball, one strike count coming. Taylor Hopkins not wearing the great bright green gloves. Waits on deck. It's just another variation of the Lowe's gloves. So 2-1 coming to Meslowski. Pitch is grounded off to the left side. So now even at two balls and two strikes. Renegades have had the first seven batters retired against starter Drew Kahn of the Peak Prospects. Two of them via strikeouts. And really have not had a whole lot of hard contact. Matashek hit one pretty well to left and fuller on the lineup. But outside of that... Nothing strong. 2-2 grounded weekly to short on a hop, having to play it back as Jennings long throw to first, but it's a perfect one, and that gets Maslowski 8 up, 8 down for the Renegades and two outs here in the third inning. Yeah, they, they do look pretty much similar to those gloves, just red. <laughs> so we're having a change in the color, but they may still be the same Lowe's gloves. Can't totally tell. I think those look like actual batting gloves, though can't totally tell. It I didn't see. Be. I think those are just legitimate batting gloves. Hey, the other ones, I'm not going to argue they're not legitimate because they've been on oh, fire yeah. for sure. First pitch to Hopkins. Misses low. Now a ball. Hopkins with the dirt-stained top half of the uniform after the jumping catch he made last inning in foul territory. 1-0 pitch to him just below the knees. Good take there by the Renegade shortstop. And it's now two balls and no strikes. If Hopkins can be the first renegade to reach here in this bottom of the third inning in a 0-0 ball game, Forte, who led things off, waits on deck. Khan is punched out so far, too. 2-0 pitch, two. Hopkins pulled the string, and he swung on and missed. So now two balls and a strike on Hopkins. Did some damage in the lineup last night. Was on base, I believe, at least three times. Here's the 2-1 to him. This one swung on a miss. Back-to-back times, Khan has pulled the string. And both times, Hopkins has been out in front. And now goes from 2-0 to 2-2. And Renegades, a strike away from being shut out for the third consecutive inning. Khan working quickly. Here's the 2-2. This one swung on a miss. It's in the dirt, but blocked nicely by Lutz. The throw to first is in time. And that's a strikeout swinging of Hopkins to end the inning. So both pitchers have been in a groove. We'll head to the fourth. 0-0 ball game on the Show Me Sports Network. Friends that know your Renegades the best. 
Serving the capital city and the surrounding area for 70 years, Animal Medical Center strives to provide the best possible medical service for your pet in a caring atmosphere. To promote quality healing and preventative care in a fear-free environment, Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City is a full-service veterinary hospital. Whether your pet has fur, feathers, or scales, Dr. Greg Boyer and Dr. Kayla Terry have the experience and expertise to treat complex medical conditions as well as providing annual well checks and vaccinations. Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City is the only veterinary hospital in the capital city accredited by the American Animal Hospital Association. To schedule an appointment, call the team at Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City at 573-636-4626. Running out of some of your favorite Avon products and haven't seen an Avon brochure in quite some time? No need to worry. Avon Independent Sales Representative Michelle Carty can help with your skin so soft, makeup, jewelry, fragrance, and skin care needs. Avon now carries cleaning supplies, clothing, daily essentials, and several small LG electronic items. You now have the opportunity to shop online 24-7 and have your order shipped directly to your front door by shopping with Michelle at mcarty.avonrepresentative.com or find her on Facebook by searching Avon Carty. Head into the fourth year on the Show Me Sports Network. Braden Boyer retaking the hill after he is retired. Nine out of ten so far that he has faced. Had a three-legged race with some family members. That was pretty fun to watch, Blake. Yeah, it was the Fuller and the Mattishak family, and the Fullers just edged out the Mattishak. So Boyer looking like he's going to throw his final warm-up pitch. Hersher with a one-hop warm-up throw down to second base. And now we're just about ready to go here in the fourth inning. Jukon has been great so far for the peak prospects. So far, he has struck out three, has not allowed a hit, a walk, or a base runner. And now Boyer, who's allowed just one, has almost matched on pitch for pitch, looking to see if he can pitch another scoreless inning as we head to the fourth. This is very much a pitcher's duel so far here in the uh, first game of two tonight. This game is game uh, five, no, game four. And it'll be game five of six here in four days. Boyer ready to go to work. He'll face Collins. And the first pitch to him misses outside. Now one ball and no strike on Eli Collins. Had the right idea there. Just missed a bit. It'll be Collins, Yersley, and Prater, 2-3-4. In the prospects order coming to the plate in this fourth inning in a 0-0 ball game between Des Moines and Jeff City. This one and nabs the outside corner, perfect location, and Boyer comes back to make it a ball and a strike. It seems like most of the time when Herschler is set up down and away, Boyer's been pretty good at hitting that spot, especially with the fastball. Yeah, he's able to pick that out and really fine-tune it right there. This one a little bit more inside, and it's going to be fouled off to the right side. Veselowski won't have a play. So now it's going to be one and two. Boyer has struck out five batters already in three innings. Looks for number six, if he could get Collins, who grounded out to third his first time up. That was a ground ball that third baseman Jackson Lobich made a pretty nifty short hop pick and then delivered a perfect strike over to first. Showed off the glove there in the first inning. That was the only chance he's gotten so far as Boyer, when he's not striking guys out, has gotten a couple flyouts and a pop-outs. So here comes the one-two to Eli Collins. Boyer's delivery is hit in the air to shallow center field. It's actually going to get just into the grass, and Hopkins from his shortstop position goes out and makes the catch. That's one out here in the fourth inning. I'll tell you the real MVP of this game one is this big cloud over here. 
Absolutely, but it, from the uh, looks of it, it doesn't like we're going to have it for that much longer. And then it, it, if you really look out down the right field line, it doesn't look like we're going to be real lucky with clouds coming in the future. So after retiring the first batter, Collins, it'll be Boyer working against Yersley, who grounded out to end the first inning on a grounder to Imgarden at second base. Prater, who struck out swinging, is in the hole. Nobody on, one out, and here is the first pitch. Hit foul off to the left side. That's going to get out of play, despite Lovich giving chase. Now no balls and a strike. Boyer's only thrown one ball compared to four strikes so far in this fourth inning. If he continues this stretch, it would not be a shocker if he goes all seven. Yeah, he's trying to be very consistent here. Trying to make quick work. So Yersley, the center fielder, and the number three hitter back into the box. Lefty versus righty. And here's the 1-1 pitch from Boyer. Misses outside 1-1. One one. Particularly with uh, having all these games, as I've talked about, in quick succession and doubleheaders today and doubleheader two days ago, Boyer could make it a complete game or make it pretty far in here. That would help out the uh, team's cause. 1-1 one, one pitch coming from him. This one hit in the air to left, sinking fast. It's going to get over Hopkins' glove and down for the first hit of the ball game. First hit for either side sitting here in the top of the fourth inning, and we finally have a ball that falls in, and it's courtesy of Cole Yersley, who got that one just over the leaping glove of Hopkins. A one-out single here in the fourth. Yeah, just kind of sliced at it, was able to put enough barrel on it that it got a little bit of carry to it, but uh, didn't get up in the wind stream. No chance for the left fielder Lovich coming in. Really the only person who could have made that catch was Hopkins. And even with the leap about a couple steps into the outfield grass, he really didn't have a great shot at it. So it got over his glove and down for a one-out single. He's off of first base, second base runner for the peak prospects. Now Nick Prater, who struck out swinging, stands in with the runner. Boyer throws over to first. Maslowski's got it, but back in plenty of time was Yersley. Didn't look to have a huge lead, but we'll see if they try to put him in motion is the center fielder for the peak prospects so you would figure there is some speed there Boyer working from the stretch just for the second time one out into the fourth 0-0 game and the first pitch comes inside and that's going to hit Prater and back-to-back -back prospects players have reached they've got something cooking here in the fourth yeah just lost a little bit of location on that pitch was trying to work it inside not that far inside and clips him on the way by So big opportunity now for the Peak Prospects to jump out in front of this one first. If Sammy Cruz can do some damage with two on and only one out, Yersley who singles at second, Prater who was just hit by a pitch at first base. Cruz struck out swing was the second of two straight strikeouts in the second inning for Boyer. At Cal ran full before Cruz struck out. And now with a ball that finds outfield's grass could give the Peak Prospects a one nothing lead. So Boyer really having to bear down first time. He's having to go to work with a runner in scoring position. He checks the runner, Yersley, at second. And now will deliver to Cruz. This one in the air and out to right. Matashek looks to have a play. Second baseman Imgarn also going out. Matashek still coming in. He dives and he can't make the catch. It goes off his glove. Other runners are going to advance. And now base is loaded with one out. After that one just found no man's land. And despite Matashek's dive, it went off the glove and down for another hit. Yeah, it looked like there at the last minute there was a little bit of miscommunication between the two as it appeared like maybe Imgarten was trying to call off. So despite Matashek's best efforts, could not make the catch. And on the play, Prater moves up to second along with Yersley to third. And now base is loaded one out. And that's going to mean a meeting at the mound between Herstler and Boyer. And that's just a guess on my part. But it did look like 
like I said, that uh, he was maybe trying to uh, – Ingarten was, was trying to call off Matishak, and then at last minute that ball just continuing to carry again an odd angle. He's twisted around. He's running back, and uh, Matishak coming in on it. Like I said, looked like last minute he just said, I, I got it, I got it. No, no, I need you to get it, and either way it'll hit the grass. You are right because Matishek was, was, was running in but then seemed to pick up steam yeah. at the very last second. It just, like, just slowed down for a second like somebody else was going to get it. First pitch to Zelensky, big swing and a miss. With that one right there, I think he was trying to make it a 4 nothing ball game. He definitely was trying to swing for that fence. Came up empty, though, so now no balls and a strike. Zelensky was the first base runner to reach when he walked with two outs in the second. Now bats with bases loaded, runners at every corner, and they don't hold any of them on. The Renegades don't. As Zelensky basically plays behind and even with the runner at first. Cruz, this one hit in the air to center. Forte coming in, makes the catch. Will they send him? They are going to tag. Here's the throw to the plate. It's going to be a bang-bang play. The tag, and just sliding in safely is Yersley. Just enough speed to get by as Forte delivered a couple hop, perfect throw home, but just not enough, and it's now a one nothing P Prospects lead. Yeah, that throw was uh, about a foot too late. I mean, it was that close that and if, if it's about a half second sooner there, that's an out for sure. So scoring on the play from third is Yersley. Other runners stay put. Is out number two, so a big out for Boyer, but he gives up the first run of the game. And now the Renegades show this one one to nothing, two outs into the top of the fourth inning. So Zelensky gets the RBI on the sack fly, drives in the first run of the game. Peak prospects now have two hits, both of them coming this inning. And we'll see if Boyer can rebound to get Jennings and send us to the bottom of the fourth. Emgarden took a steps, couple steps towards second like he was going to cover, but then moved back and Boyer fired in a foul ball for strike one. So he's trying to battle back here. Boyer had bases loaded one out before just getting Zelensky to fly out, but just deep enough, despite Forte making a nearly perfect throw to the plate, just too deep to get him. That's maybe a couple steps in. They either get him or they don't even send Yersley from third base. Have to think it's maybe just because Yersley, number three hitter in center fielder, you'd have to think maybe if that's their catcher or first baseman, they don't send the runner from third there, but happened to be one of the quick ones on the Peak Prospects roster. 0-1 pitch it in the air on the infield. Imgarden barely has to move. He makes the catch on the dirt, and that's out number three. So Boyer only gives up one run despite loading the bases and works out of the jam to just a run. So we'll head to the bottom of the fourth. Renegades for the first time now trailing. We'll be right back on the Show Me Sports Network. At the Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. We know that you're more than just a subscriber. You're an employer. You're a parent. You're a neighbor. Most importantly, you're a community member. It's our goal to provide you with the latest news, sports, opinions, obituaries, classifieds, and more to keep you informed about your community. To find out more about the Boone County Journal or to subscribe, call 573-657-2334 or visit bocojo.com. The Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. 
At Centurion Cares, for more than three decades, their focus has been on exceeding customer expectations for contact center software solutions. Their innovative communication solutions include utility interactive voice response software that allows for smart communication features that let your utility deliver superior customer service 24-7. They also provide other streamlined services like automatic call distribution, automated customer callback, reporting, and quality assurance. To find out more about how Centurion Cares can help your business, call them at 727-421. 5300 or look them up online at centurioncares.com centurion cares innovative communication solutions renegades coming about here in the bottom of the fourth looking at not only get on the board but reach base they have sent nine to the plate and all nine have been retired and as they come to bat, I want to remind everyone about Walkoff Wood Bat Company, handcrafted right here in Missouri. Walkoff Wood Bat Company bats are made with premium grade maple, ash, and birch, fully customizable to make it truly yours. From the length and weight to the barrel and handle color, you're able to customize every feature of your wood bat, including personalized engraving with a 45-day warranty in addition to selling custom handcrafted bats. They also offer a selection of bat accessories, including lizard skin bat grips and batting gloves as Khan's first pitch to Forte is fouled off. Tell find your confidence at the plate. Give Walkoff Wood Bat Company a call at 816-261-1014 or visit wildbats.com. Forte, who struck out swinging to get the first inning going, hits the 0-1 off the catcher's mask, and he goes down very quickly. Hope he's all right. Pops up now. I think he's all okay, but he took that one almost right off the face mask, and now we'll take a walk down to first base. Hopefully he's all right. I think he is going to be okay, but you're right. Just given a chance to uh, catch his breath and, you know, just kind of startles you. Doesn't necessarily knock the wind out of you, but you need a chance to regain your composure. Drew Kahn, the starter tonight for the Peak Prospects, has struck out three and has not allowed a single base runner through his first three innings. He's been great. Just barely outdoing Renegade starter Braden Boyer. Snell had no balls and two strikes, looking to strike out Forte for the second time. Here comes the 0-2 pitch, and it bends just off the outside corner. Cold-blooded take there by Forte. Didn't miss by much. Missed by much. That'll be top of the order for the Renegades. Forte, Emgarten, and Matashek as they now trail 1-0 thanks to a sack fly in the top of the fourth. This one grounded out to second. Nikeo comes in, throws the first, and that's just in time to get Forte. Maybe by a half a step or a full step as Forte was booking it up the line. But a quick throw by Nikeo has him for out number one. Well, we know Forte is one of the fastest renegades on the squad, and he showed it right there. You have to give him credit because he easily could have phoned that in. But he made that a close play at the bag, and Hustle almost gave him an infield hit right there. So after he is retired, it'll be Imgarten who flew out to right with a flyout. But he hit it pretty well on a line. Could have easily called it a line out to right. Regardless, he's 0 for 1. And now the lefty second baseman steps in to face Khan. First pitch swung on a misses him. Garden was out in front. So now no balls and a strike on the Renegades second baseman. We're currently 1-0 in favor of the peak prospects in the bottom of the fourth. Renegades got to get something going because this game only seven innings since it's the first of a double header between these two clubs. First time they've met all season. Oh, one to Imgarn skips in there. A nifty pick by the catcher. That was pretty slick back there. It didn't matter because there's no one on, but he made that look easy. Yeah, you're right about that. He just kind of just gradually laid that glove out there, was able to come down with the baseball. So it'll be one ball, one strike, no one on, one out to Imgarn. Here comes the 1-1 pitch. This one misses outside. Now 2-1. Just notice with Imgarn, 
it looks like he kind of like moves his elbows in a little bit when he's getting ready to swing lays the bat pretty much above his shoulder but he kind of moves the elbows into each other back and forth while he waits for the pitch to come home doing it again here here's the 2-1 pitch to him this one grounded foul into the peak prospects dugout didn't hit anyone but was over there on a line so now two balls and two strikes in Imgarden and danger being retired for the second time now gonna have to battle here in a two strike count Matashek who flew out to left waits on deck hoping to bat with a runner on base if Imgarden can be the first renegade to reach so far 10 up 10 down here's the two ball two strike pitch from Khan and it is called strike three on the outside corner that one was a little farther off than some of the ones that have been called balls before in this game, but they're going to ring up in guard there, and that is out number two in this fourth inning. Yeah, was really expecting that to uh, to be a ball, so an home plate umpire motioned and moved to his right. I was surprised by that. So that's strikeout number four for Khan. That's the first strikeout looking by anyone so far in this ball game. Most of the time it's just been the pitcher blowing him by the batter. But Imgarden went down looking, and now Matashek steps in. Looks at one off the plate in a pretty similar spot to that called strike three. This time it's ball one. Matashek was in a 2-2 count when he flew out to the left fielder Zolinski to end the first inning. Now looking to keep this fourth alive. This one hit out to right center, and that's going to get down for the first Renegades hit, and that one's going to roll out into the gap and go all the way to the wall. Matashek makes a turn. He's headed to second, and he is in standing. That's a two-out double. The Renegades get on the board with their first hit as Matashek celebrates out at second base. Well, he's seeing the ball well as well, just like I've talked about for Fuller, who will be at bat now. But, you know, he's got a really smooth swing, and if they get it somewhere in his liking, he had that last night in both games and, and has had it uh, the last couple of games, actually, where if it's in his wheelhouse, he's going to send it somewhere in the yard. Off the bat, knew that one was going to get down for a hit. The only question would be how far it would roll, and it rolled enough to give Matashek plenty of time to get into second standings now runner in scoring position four now to center this one's sinking fast center fielder after it but he's going to make the catch has usually had enough time to run under it oh so close to an rbi to get the renegades on the board so they finally do get a hit but left stranded as fuller flies out to end the inning we'll head to the fifth one nothing p prospects on the show me sports network when things come out of left field, having a game plan matters. Farmers Insurance has over 90 years of experience helping people play through every stage of the game. We've seen almost everything, so we know how to cover almost anything. Talk to Farmers Agent Christopher Scott at 573-896-0131 to see how I can help you stay in the game. That's Christopher Scott at 573-896-0131. We are Farmers. Bum, ba, da, bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers, Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges, and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Moex, Dock and Norm Direct is back better than ever. Much more than your number one ground shuttle transportation service to St. Louis Airport. Yes! Moex, Dock and Norm Direct is Mid-Missouri's leader in premier group travel. Sporting events, concerts, wedding receptions, the lake, winery trips, Branson, plaza shopping, reunions, pub crawls, group sizes from 1 to 100 or beyond. We do it all. Remember, we want you to ride Moex Stock and Norm Direct. Braden Boyer back out on the mound for his fifth inning of work as he has been pretty spectacular for the Renegades so far despite giving up the one run. He's pitched four innings, struck out five batters, walks just one to go with two hits allowed and the one run thanks to the sack fly by Rhett Zielinski last inning and now he'll face the bottom of the order to get to this fifth inning going and 
We've played four innings in just about an hour, so this game has flown by. That's okay with me after we played uh, only seven last night. Knew we'd have 14 innings, two sevens today. That's a-okay. So he'll face eight, nine, and one in this peak prospects lineup. Back into the box now, and the first pitch coming to Lutz is swung on a miss, blew the heat by him there for strike one. Watts struck out swinging to get the third inning going. Now it gets the fifth inning going. Has peak prospects who scored the only run of this game. A single one in the fourth look to add on. This one skips low and away. So now one ball and one strike on Lutz. Again, trying to work that outside part of the plate, but just got a hair too far. and Just one of those things that happens to everybody. So Boyer... We're going to tie the first batter of the fifth into the windup, kicks the left leg, and just misses off the outside corner. Falls behind two balls and a strike to Lutz. I thought that was going to be a late strike. That almost looked like what it was for the uh, strikeout in the last half frame for the Renegades. So Boyer falling behind has been ahead in almost every count he has, he has pitched so far tonight. Now falls behind two and one and misses upstairs. So now three balls and a strike. He's only walked one batter so far. So even when he has gone to a three ball count, more often than not is able to battle his way back. We'll have to do that here against Rocky Lutz. Dangles the right arm at his side, has the ball in it. And now as he gets the sign from Herschler, goes into the lineup and pitches the three one. It's low and that's a leadoff walk to get the fifth inning going for the peak prospects. Missed low there, no chase from Watts. And I'll bring up Chad Herrera, the number nine hitter, with one on and nobody out. Peak prospects leading one and nothing here in the top of the fifth. Tonight also uh, starts family weekend. Friday nights, of course, Panchero Burrito Night. It's Friday night lights, as well as run the bases and autographs after the game. But it starts today and tomorrow, festivities for family weekend. So lefty batting outfielder Herrera steps in, throw over to first, but back in safely is Lutz. Boyer's given up two hits and now two walks, equating to just one run allowed. But the Renegades have not given him a whole lot of help on the offensive side. They have just one base runner, and that was last inning when Matishek doubled to the right center field gap. First pitch now coming to Herrera. Nope, it's going to be a throw over to first. As well as he would keep the tag on, but... Back in safely was Lutz, has now had to dive back in twice. Boyer trying to keep him close as he led off this fifth inning with a walk. Talking about parents weekend, Colin Shreves came up, uh, saw his mom. She was at the ball game here, so he came up, gave her a big hug, talked to her for just a little bit. First pitch, Herrera at the knees, good location there, and Boyer now works ahead 0-1. But a perfect spot as you could put that one from Boyer on the first delivery. Now another throw to first, they may have him, and back in time just safely as Lutz. Looked like Maslowski got the tag there in time, but they rule. I think that Lutz got the left hand in there just in time, but that one was close. Yeah, it was. You can hear the crowd does not approve of the call either. I think that's one if we're in the upper levels with replay, we may find out that they, they got Lutz just in time. It certainly was a bang-bang play, one that goes the way of the peak prospects. Here comes the 0-1-2, Herrera misses low, and now a ball and a strike. You can see before that pitch, Lutz was leaning back towards first base. He did not want another throw coming over. Yeah, he has a decent lead over there, but you're right. He's got his feet and his weight shifted to that left foot, which is towards first base. 
Ready to dive back in. Kind of takes the same approach here. We're pitching out of the stretch now with the runner on first. Here comes the 1-1-2 Herrera. This one on the inside corner. Another perfect located pitch. Now one ball and two strikes to Herrera. Herrera was the victim of that diving catch and foul ground by Hopkins in the third inning. Stands 0-1. Another throw to first and back in time safely. This one not as close. And Lutz is really getting a workout in there at first. Boyer, I believe, now has thrown over four times in this at bat alone. A couple of them have been close. Really thought they might have had him picked off on the third out of the four. Another throw over. This one back in time safely. And Lutz continuing to get the uniform dirty as he keeps going back in head first. You know, eventually you're going to wear him out there at first base, but that's, that's okay if you're a Renegades fan. Boyer had one ball and two strikes on Herrera, number nine hitter. And here comes the one-two. This one skips in there. A nice backhanded pick by Herschler. And now two balls and two strikes. Here behind us, Ashley Carty living on every pitch here in the ball game. Herschler thinking about throwing down a first base, but decided not to. Ashleski, as he had the hole at bats, holds Lutz on at first base. Boyer really trying to keep him close. Once again, shifted towards first. 2-2 two -two pitch, grounded foul, and this at-bat will continue. Pretty much on every pitch, the runner down at first base, Lutz, has got his weight shifted towards first base. He let off this inning with a walk. Yeah, he leans back. He said gets his feet planted, but then leans back towards first base. But once Boyer gets that leg kick down, he, he certainly shifts like he's going to go to second. 2-2-2 two, 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 Herrera is low, and now running it all the way full. Herrera now a chance to get the second straight base runner lead off this fifth inning in an inning where the Peak Prospects already lead 1-0 looking to play some add-on. The Renegades will only come to the plate three more times and have really been unable to do anything on offense. So Boyer got to make a strike here. Here's the 3-2 pitch. Runner's going to go. The pitch is fouled. Actually going to be off to the left side. It might be in play. That's going to land foul. No one was able to make the catch. That one just out of everyone's reach. Almost <laughs> had a tricky situation there for Lutz as he was going to second base. That ball does hit in foul territory, but he had to put the brakes on, turn around, and give it the gas back to first base. So Herrera keeps the three-ball, two-strike count after the foul ball. This has been uh, pretty long at bat when you throw in the five throwovers to first base. For me, it feels like it's been, it's been, yeah. So we'll it's do the 3-2 th three, pitch once again. Runner was going on the last one. We'll see if Lutz goes again. Boyer sets. Runner not going. 3-2 is outside, and that's another walk. Boyer has walked back-to-back to, back to get this fifth inning going, and will now have to face the top of the lineup with two on. I think Lutz is kind of tired. Boyer was not able to catch the ball on the throw back to the mound, but the runners did not advance. There was some screaming coming from the Des Moines dugout, but I don't think anyone picked it up in time. Yeah, Boyer just a little frustrated there, and glove popped off his hand on that throwback as he was trying to close on that ball, and that's what got the uh, ire of the peak prospect dugout. However, I guess you could mark it as a slight base base running mistake or mental error for Lutz down at second base as he was not paying attention and uh, there was a ball just laying in the infield grass that nobody had control over and so that uh, is a is a tough break but a good break for the Renegades tough break for Des Moines as Lutz was just jogging down to second base not paying attention he 
probably could have taken third base if he would have been Johnny on the spot there. So mound meeting will conclude. Whole infield was done on it. Would not be surprised if they're expecting a bunt here out of Tai Chi and a KO leadoff batter coming to the plate. But first, it looks like they don't have the infield pulled in. Lovich now stepping up near the grass. So it looks like they're going to bring him in on the edge. Same with Meslowski. So, yeah, they are expecting a bunt here with two on and nobody out. Yeah. Coach Brock, assistant coach Brock, giving some instructions to the infielders. Runners at first and second to KO in. He is going to show bunt and gets it down back to the pitcher. Boyer off the mound. He's going to take the safe play to first and gets him in time for out number one. But now two in scoring position as Lutz and Herrera move up. That's really the smart choice there that Boyer, you know, it was hit rather hard, harder than you'd like to see a bunt. But uh, I think, you know, you're going to take you're going to take first base over third base out every day. It's just a smarter choice, easier out there. He did give a look to third, and Lovich was covering the bag, but with the righty pitcher, he would have had to turn and pivot. And Bad things happen when you do that. Very best case scenario would have been a bang-bang play. Probably would have led to bases low to no out. So Boyer taking the safe play, but now is going to have to try and get Eli Collins with two on and one out. Renegades bring the infield in. This second run, I think they sense, is a pretty big one with how the peak prospect starter Drew Kahn has looked. First pitch, Snaps into the inside corner, late strike call, but Eli Collins now behind 0-1. Well, this is what I talked about for Boyer, trying to face the adversity and staying calm, staying with it. There's, there's no need to panic, no need to get in a hurry. Just keep doing what he's doing, keep things rolling, and he'll get out of here just fine. Facing Collins, who's 0-2 for two with a ground out and a pop-out. 0-1 pitch is fouled off. Now 0-2, this could be a big strikeout if Boyer can get Collins swinging. Enfield is in, so pretty much any grounder right at one of them, they're going to come home and try and get Lutz if he does break towards the plate. Both Lutz and Herrera walked. They're off a second and third after the sack bunt by Tai Chi Nikeo, the leadoff hitter. And now Eli Collins, the third baseman and number two hitter in a big spot. Base hit here could potentially make this a 3-0 ball game. Boyer looking for the strikeout and to keep both those runners put at their bases. Looks in, and here comes the 0-2 pitch. It is just up and outside now. One ball, two strikes. Yeah, tried to get him to chase a little bit there outside of the zone, but nothing doing there. With the runners on second and third, Boyer choosing to pitch out of the windup. Renegades once again have the infield. I don't think it's in as far as it maybe was earlier in this at bat, but still, at least the right side is way in on the grass. This one hit in the air to left, but that is going to get foul. Yeah, it was yeah. foul. <laughs> that, one, that one worried me for a second because that one had the distance, but it, it curved foul. For our listeners that have not been historic Ernie Vivian Field here, it's very hard. We have the netting and the big poles that hold up the netting going down, and really you can't see much as that one, though, goes foul. So we'll do the one ball, two strike pitch again. Big batter in this ballgame. Renegade struggling on offense. Can't afford to let up a whole lot more than the one nothing that they're already trailing by. Top of the fifth inning, Boyer into the lineup. The one-two pitch is fouled off, and we'll do it again. Good battle here between pitcher and batter. Do have first base open if Boyer were to lose Collins, but after jumping up 0-2, you would think that Boyer would not want to lose him and try and just go strike out and get an out to end the inning. These big prospects, I think they're better than their record indicates. They've ran into some tough teams there in the North Division. Right-handed batter, right-handed pitch of Boyer coming, and it is swung on a miss, pulled the string, and perfect timing for strikeout number six out of the hand of Boyer. 
big out number two here in the fifth. Well, just like I said, he just has to stay calm and stay with it. He was, you know, had two on with one out. Now this really changes your landscape of what you're doing with two outs now. Still those runners on second and third, but, you know, it gives you that little boost, that little shot in the arm that, hey, we can get out of this. The infield is pulled back to pretty much their normal depths now, so. Boyer gets Eli Collins to strike out swing on perhaps maybe his best off-speed pitch of the day. He pulled the string there on that one. And now we'll look to try and get Cole Yersley for out number three. First pitch to him, line to left. That is going to curve foul. Hit pretty well, but gets down on the left side of the foul line. So now all on one. Yersley is one for two. Had the first hit of this ball game, a single in the fourth, and then came home to score what is currently just the one run in this ball game. Yeah, that's trouble, though, if that doesn't get fouled. It easily scores those two runs. And at the very least, Yersley's probably standing at second base with a two RBI doubles. But does get fouled, so 0-1-1. Runners at second and third. That's Lutz and Herrera. Boyer can strain to both if he can get Yersley here. Here comes a no-ball one-strike pitch. It is on the outside corner. Another delayed call, but perfect location there. And now 0-2 to Yersley. I think home plate umpire there was admiring how pretty that pitch was. Herscher looked to be set up a little more inside and had to move out to the left to get it, but he did a perfect job on the receiving end. And now we'll see what they're trying to do in a no-ball two-strike count. One strike away from getting out of this jam here in the fifth. Long again, Boyer's got a sign that he likes. Herscher looks like he is going to set high, and this one going to actually miss low. And now one ball, two strike. Yeah, I think he was trying to drop it, you know, have it drop down a little bit, maybe not quite that far, but got a little bit inside too. Herschel at the start of that pitch looked like he flashed the glove up at the top of the zone. Maybe I was where he wanted the pitch to start, but Boyer just missed way low on that one. Only the first ball of the count, though, but now Boyer is going to step off, and we'll have to run through the signs once again. Boyer just struck out his sixth batter. Now would be a perfect time for number seven, which ran both runners and sent us to the bottom of the fifth inning in a one-and-nothing ball game. Runners take their leads. Boyer's into the lineup. Herschler sets, and here's the pitch. This one fouled off to the left side, and we'll do it again. Herschler looked to set up low and inside there, and that one was fouled off. So Boyer has gone back-to-back -back misses, or one, one of them ball and the other a foul after jumping ahead, no balls and two strikes on Yersley. Nick Prater waits on deck. First base is open if Boyer were to lose Yersley. Could lose him without allowing a run to score. But is ahead, one ball and two strikes, and here's the delivery from Boyer. Swung on, foul, and we will once again do it again as this battle continues. It's been the umpteenth foul ball that direction. Yeah, I can't say we've seen too many off to the right side. It's mm -hmm. So we're going to have a delivery of a couple more balls to home plate, courtesy of Colin Shreves. Yeah, like I said, his, uh, his mother is sitting behind us here, so he came over. and I thought he was pointing at me at first, but I was trying to figure out what he was doing what he was needing, but he burst the bubble, and I'm not important to him anymore, so. Yersley back in. Runner takes a big lead, and now they've got him caught in a rundown. Boyer's going to chase him towards home. Herschler's tagged, and they got him at the dish. Great heads-up play by Boyer. Absolutely. They get the runner two for off a third Lutz, and that ends the inning thanks to a pickoff courtesy of Braden Boyer. That's so, two mental mistakes now in that frame that he made. Absolutely. So Boyer works around it, and we'll head to the bottom half. One nothing peak prospects. We'll be right back on the Show Me Sports Network. The following public service announcement is brought to you by the Eddie Goodell Society, Jefferson City Chapter 10, doing little things to make a big difference. 
Want to make a big difference in your community? Be kind to others, drive safely, and put litter in its proper place. Join us in celebrating Eddie Goodell's historic Major League appearance as a member of the St. Louis Browns by doing something nice for someone today. Take a walk, Eddie! Since 2018, Han Custom Laser Engraving LLC has been specializing in all things custom, using large format, high-powered lasers with some of the most advanced technologies on the market. Anything can become a canvas. The state-of-the-art system makes quick work of custom engraving on cups, glass, tile, wood, acrylic, metal, headstones with endless possibilities. They also offer custom one-of-a-kind signs that are sure to make your design stand out. Find them on Facebook at Han Custom Laser Engraving or call 573-489-8732 to find out more on custom laser engraving llc a veteran-owned business drew khan back out on the bump for the peak prospects we head to the bottom of the fifth after Braden Boyer just escaped a jam in the top half of this inning, had runners on second and third with one out, but then struck out the batter Eli Collins, then was ahead 1-2 to Cole Yearsley when he caught Rocky Lutz too far off the third base bag, and then heads up enough to run him all the way towards the plate, and then perfect delivery to Herschler, who made the tag for out number three. About as good as you can do it if you're a pitcher. Yeah, not only did he uh, did he obviously work out of the jam, but he helped out his own cause there. And We were talking briefly there in the break, that's basically as playing it as as well as you can. You cannot play it any better than he did there. And you mentioned it very quickly before we headed to break. Yersley made two base running gaffes in that inning. Otherwise, Des Moines probably has at least one more run on the board. Absolutely, yeah. He, uh, he wasn't paying attention and stopped at second base when he could have went to third base and then got caught there off the base path. So Khan first pitch to Ross Lovich misses outside of ball 1-0. And when... The batter year, the, the runner coming towards home plate, Lutz, was was out at home plate. He almost threw his arms up when he was tagged. I don't know if he thought time was called. Something he looked to be unhappy. And I think I said Yersley made the two gaffes. It was the catcher, Lutz, because Yersley was the one in the box. 1-0 pitch to Lovich is going to just nab the inside corner. So now one ball, one strike. Yeah, Yersley was the batter at the time. It was Lutz, the catcher, who walked and then was the base runner for most of the inning. And now the 1-1 pitch coming to Lovich is going to bend into the outside corner. That's back-to-back tough pitches for Lovich. Don't know if he could have done a whole lot with either of those. Yeah, you know, they're put in a spot that he he's going to be, if he can make contact, he's probably not going to put it in play somewhere. One-two coming to Lovich is called strike three. Curve ball there, and that's a perfect delivery by the righty con, and not a whole lot Lovich can do except trot back to the dugout. He's out number one here in the fifth. Yeah, that's a tough break right there. That's the second strikeout looking of the game in the fifth overall for Khan. And I will face Jackson Lovich, Joe Herschler on deck. Six and seven spots in the Renegades order. They trail this one one to nothing. They only have one hit. That's their one base runner of the game. It was a Jack Matischek double. First pitch to Lovich snaps in there. Khan really seems to have the off-speed pitch working, and I don't think the fans like that call. <laughs> they did not. As it was almost in stereo there. The groans against the call. So 0-1 pitch coming to Lovich. Is, they're going to rule the first. They say he went around on a pitch low and away. Lovich chases. And now no balls and two strikes on the Renegades third baseman. So Khan strikes out Ross Lovich to get the fifth going. Now I had no balls and two strikes to Jackson Lovich. He's been gifted just one run of support, but so far has made it stand up as we're on the bottom of the fifth. 
0-2 pitch, swung on a miss, and back-to-back strikeouts have this fifth inning going. Khan looks really good on the mound for Des Moines. He definitely's come out here throwing his aces for sure. He's kind of really fell off from last night's production here for the Renegades. Scored 13 last night. Tonight have just one hit, and we're four and two-thirds innings into this one. It'll be up to Hersler to continue it. And the bottom of the fifth, first pitch to him is swung on a miss for strike one. So far this inning, Khan has delivered seven strikes in just one ball, two strikeouts as he goes to try and retire the third batter in a row. Hersler back in, 0-1 pitch to him, is swung on a miss again, back-to-back all-speed pitches, and Hersler now has fell on behind 0-2. We'll see what Khan goes with to try and put him away here in a moment. Yeah, he's trying to make it a quick inning here Feels like we, we just came back from break. Yeah. Renegade trail 1-0, nobody on, two outs in the bottom of the fifth. The 0-2 pitch is grounded to first off the end of the bat. First baseman Prater will take it to the back himself on a jog, and that's retired for outs number three. Renegades once again go quietly. So we'll head to the six. It's a 1-0 Des Moines lead. We'll be right back as Boyer's coming back out on the Show Me Sports Network. Hi, this is Nick Hoslog, owner of Hoslog Landscape and Design. Every day, my highly trained team of experts works hard to give you the outdoor living area you've been dreaming of. By focusing solely on landscaping and hardscape construction, this has made us the preferred landscape and design company serving Jefferson City and the Central Missouri area. Thank you for all your continued support in voting us as winners of the Reader's Choice Awards and Jefferson City's Best multiple years running. When you are ready to begin your dream outdoor project, call us at 573-301-9464 to schedule an estimate or visit hoslaglandscape.com. Last Sentinel Firearms is your federally licensed and registered Type 7 FFL manufacturer dealer in Missouri, providing quality products to all types of sports enthusiasts, law enforcement, and individuals across the nation. Orders are currently being fulfilled offering custom-built pistols and rifles from the AR platform made right here in Missouri. Visit their website at lastsentinelfirearms.com or call them at 417-684-7202 to find out what they've got for you. Last Sentinel Firearms, you are your last line of defense. Braden Boyer ready to get the sixth inning going. Barely had time to catch his breath as the Renegades went three up, three down when they came to the plate. And now Boyer looking to keep it a one at nothing game and give them a shot to come back in either the 6th or the 7th inning. If you're just joining us, Ben Schmidt and Blake Gasway on the Show Me Sports Network coming to you live from the Doc and Norm Direct Broadcast booth. Thanks so much for listening in with us here tonight. First of two games between the two, but I want to remind everyone to go riding with Doc and Norm Direct, Mid-Missouri's leader in premier group travel. Group sizes from 1 to 100 or beyond, they do it all. Doc and Norm is also the official transportation provider of the Renegades, getting us to all our road games safely, efficiently, and in style. To book your spot for your next adventure, call them at 573-256-1991 or email reservations at moexpress.com. You know, the uh, best thing about that, as I've talked about, is besides being efficient, also safely and in style, they have an ice-cold air conditioner, which feels so good. We didn't have that luxury last year. We rode with a few other uh, based on availability, a few others besides Doc and Norman, I'll tell you, some of them, their AC didn't work well, but Doc and Norm was always on it. 
Yersley, who was at the plate when the last inning ended, thanks to the pickoff, steps in and looks at the ball 1-0. And not to mention that, they also, at least one of the drivers, Tony, who took us to and from Corundo last week, is a great bowler, showed myself along with Tanner Schmitz and Taylor Hopkins. He was giving us some pointers when we had some free time in the afternoon last Friday. Yeah, he beat, he beat all of us. He showed <laughs> us all how to do it, so... That's great. At least one of them is, is a good bowler. 1-0 pitch. It's in the air to left. Ross Lovich going back. Looks to have a play. Still going back at the track. That ball is over, and that ball is gone for a home run. That'll double the lead, one nothing to 2-0. But if you want to look at the bright side, at least it's coming now and not when he had two on last inning. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. Lovich went chest first into that fence. He's looking at his right elbow. Almost looked like he kind of sort of lost where he was at on the field there. Thought he maybe had another step or step or two before he ran into that well off the bat i didn't think that that one had enough but that ball just kept going and going and carried on out of here yeah we've seen way harder way higher hit balls but you're right that one just kept carrying and carrying and next thing you know it's over the fence yeah no i've you you're completely there are a couple where off the bat you know what's gone or there's ones that are hit even harder than that that stay in the yard that ball got up into the air and just continued to go now this one hit high in the air foul that ball was hit a mile high but a mile foul now no balls and a strike on Nick Prater. Yeah, that thing's in the uh, trees on the other side of the road over there. So Yersley has played a big role in both of the two runs for the peak prospects. He singled and scored in the fourth, and now it's the solo home run to lead off the sixth. Now a 2 nothing ball game out in front of the peak prospects. This one grounded short. Hopkins on a couple hops makes the play, throws over to first, and a nice catch by Meslowski off to his left gets Prater for out number one here in the sixth. You know, that's one of those hot shot balls, too, that that can eat your shortstop up as Hopkins has to just kind of get the feet set, bend those legs, get down to field it, but it's traveling along, and it's taking a couple of different height bounces, but does a nice job of getting it in the glove, then transferring it to the hand to make the throw to first. So Sammy Cruz steps in, one on, or excuse me, nobody on, one out, one already in on the solo home run. First pitch to Cruz is in their strike. Well, good to see Boyer has since given up the home run has bounced back the last two batters. Back into the box now is Cruz DHing. He is so far one for two, a single and a strikeout. All one pitch is fouled off to the right side and Boyer has quickly moved ahead of him. No balls and two strikes. Did we do uh, parents weekend last year? I think this is, yeah. So I think this is about the first time the organization has done a parents' weekend. Been very intentional with the parents' weekend, and gotta say it's great to see the players' families here to watch the game. Oh, two pitch bends off the outside corner. So Boyer throws his first ball since he gave up the home run to Yearsley to get the six and then going now, looking to retire back to back batters. If he can put away Cruz, Renegades now trailing two to nothing. They'll have the sixth and seventh to try and come back from that. This one fouled off again. And it's now one ball and two strikes. Still one ball and two strikes. Always good, too, to uh, talk with the parents. Enjoy when they take the time to come up and talk to us in between games or before or after the game. Always like that. Like to know our, our listeners and Absolutely. enjoy the, uh, the quick chat we get with them. I've got to do that a lot on the road, Kings. I know you haven't been on as many road ones as I have, but especially on the road, the parents that have traveled, they've been so gracious, so. This one swung on a miss. Chasing was Cruz, and he has struck out. That's the seventh Boyers got today at out number two here in the sixth. A nice off speed that Cruz went after and came up empty. Yeah, I think he's really thinking about uh, taking that bat, trying to snap it over his uh, his knee, but 
He's very disgusted and disheveled right now. So Prater and Cruz have been retired back-to-back -back on a ground out in a strikeout swinging. Zelinski, who drove in the first run of the game in the fourth with a sack fly to center field, steps in with nobody on and two outs. Got to have college eligibility, that's it. Boyer's first pitch to him, it swung on him, it blew the heat by him, and now no balls on a strike. Nobody on, one run already in this inning. Des Moines has put up one in the fourth, one in the sixth. Renegades have put up one base runner, not one run. Our MVP's letting us down now, the sun's back. 0-1 pitch coming is in there, a called strike, and now no balls and two strikes on Zelinski. Boyer looking for strikeout number eight and to send us to the bottom of the sixth inning. You know, when the sun goes behind the cloud and the little breeze comes through, it's, it's not too bad. No. But when the breeze stops and the sun comes out, it's just a little bit hot. Not the same humidity as yesterday, though. 0-2 pitch to Zelinski. Swung on a miss and back-to-back -back punch outs for Boyer. He gets Zelinski on three pitches to end the sixth inning. So another run added for Des Moines. They get one more on the solo shot by Yersley and will head to the bottom of six on the Show Me Sports Network. 2-0 in favor of Des Moines. Hi, I'm retired Army Sergeant Trent Dirks, and I want to tell you about an organization that saved and changed my life forever. Retrieving Freedom provides highly trained service dogs to veterans with disabilities and children with autism absolutely free of charge, thanks to the generous donations and support from people just like you. Experts from Retrieving Freedom help throughout the entire process from fostering programs through service dog placement. Retrieving Freedom gave me the skilled service dog, Tracer, who has been my best friend in my lifeline. To find out more about how you can get involved, volunteer, foster, or to donate, visit their website, retrievingfreedom.org. Retrieving Freedom, changing lives through the training and placement of service dogs for veterans with disabilities and children with autism. Riverdale Christian Academy has been providing a strong biblical foundation and academic excellence within a Christian environment to students for more than 16 years. Located in the Jefferson City, Riverdale Christian Academy offers kinder prep through 7th grade with 8th grade to be added in the 2023-2024 school year. Riverdale Christian Academy's primary goal is the discipleship of the next generation to impact the world for Christ. Average class sizes are just 16 students with a student body composed of families from over 30 area churches. Kinder prep offerings include 3 and 5 full day sessions with kindergarten offering a half day and full day program. To find out more about Riverdale Christian Academy, calling at 573-643-9983. Renegades have got work to do as we head to the bottom of the sixth inning. And it'll once again be against Drew Kahn, who has been dynamite so far for the Des Moines Peak Prospects, who sit at 13 and 14 in fourth place in the north. Renegades at 12 and 15. They're at third place in the south. Although they have won three in a row thanks to the doubleheader sweep of Nevada and the win last night against St. Joe. It's going to take a comeback, though, to make it four in a row. And it'll start with Levi Mislowski to get to this sixth inning going. First pitch to him is a ball going outside now, 1-0. Yeah, they've got some work to do here for sure, but, you know, the game is still within reach. I mean, they put up 13 runs last night in less than a handful of innings, so. This one grounded to third on a backhand. Nice stabbing play by Collins, though the first is in time. That one almost got by him, but he was calm enough to make the play and retire Mislowski for out number one. Well, that's, again, another one of those tough plays because it doesn't take just the same straight line. It takes a couple of different varied bounces and varied heights, and that makes it tough on how to play it. 
Khan so far through five and a third has struck out six, has not walked anyone, has not given up a run, and only one hit. That was the double by Matashek in the fourth inning. Only down by two are the Renegades. Just need a bloop and a blast, but I would have to triple their hit total if they can do that. First pitch to Hopkins is in there. A call strike to the Renegades shortstop. Hopkins struck out swinging in the third. Forte, the center fielder, waits on deck. 0-1 pitch, swung on a missed again, and Hopkins now behind, no balls and two strikes. I've been really impressed with this starting pitcher. He's just coming to uh, really just play ball here. 0-2 pitch coming to Hopkins, swung on, ripped to left, sinking quickly, and Hopkins has a single. The Renegades' second of the ball game. He's on with one out here in the sixth. That's about as good as contact that the Renegades have had so far tonight. Absolutely. Hopkins hit that ball on a line. No chance for anyone to make the catch as it splashed down in front of Zielinski. And now one of the Renegades All-Stars coming to the plate. Sure could use one in a gap here. And Forte looking to do that and get the Renegades a shot at coming back. Don't think I see anyone warming for the peak prospects. Nope, they have a left-hander down there warming up. Can't tell what number. Maybe number 10? Can't even tell there's a number on the jersey. First pitch to Forte is in there. Called strike, so he's now behind 0-1. And Roomgarden waits on deck. Will hit as long as Forte doesn't hit into a double play here. You might have a better angle than I have, too, to look down there in the bullpen. I believe that is number 10, yep. All I see is just chain link fence. Yeah, you've got you've got a little bit tougher view down there than I do. Hop old, I got older eyes, too. Hopkins, who singled, is off of first base. Forte behind 0-1-1. Looks at one just off the plates. Now we're even at a ball and a strike. You know, Forte needs to uh, get on base here so he can show everybody his dancing shoes. If the Mink League website roster is correct, that's Theo Guide, the freshman. He's got eight appearances warming up in the bullpen. This one hit out to center, but hit on a line out towards Yersley. Barely has to move. Makes the catch. Hopkins back to first. That's out number two. So Forte flies out. Hopkins, who signaled with one out in this inning, still at first base after the Forte flyouts. So Imgarden will step in. He's over two with a flyout and a strikeout looking. Ashley, why don't you use your PI skills and go investigate it? Hopkins was taking his lead before Khan even stepped on the mound. He's got a pretty good lead at there at first. First pitch, Imgarden is outside for a ball, 1-0. Renegades just getting their second hit, their second base runner, but they trail this one 2 to nothing. batting here in the bottom of the sixth. Only going to play seven innings, and we'll take a quick break and be back for game two. Notice here, Blake, look how big of a lead Hopkins has. He's got a, he had an even bigger secondary. He's running, pitch outside, the throw to second. Hopkins head first. He is just ahead of the tag. Shortstop Jennings thought he had him, but Hopkins was clearly in there. And that was a brilliant leadoff and a just in time for a stolen base. Hopkins now in scoring position. That's that's part of why he needed the uh, need the lead there is uh, he needed that. That was You're, a close play. He needed every bit of that. If he's... If he's one step less off of first, he has gone down at second base. That well, was he started the slide at the right time, too, to slide under the tag and not lose momentum to get in there. So an M-Garden single could potentially make this 2-1, but he swings and misses here. It's now 2-1. Yeah, we, you know what? We screwed up this week with these six games. We should have done a uh, how dirty can you get your uniform contest because I think he's going to give Adonis a run for his money from the doubleheaders on Wednesday. At least today, Hopkins is winning by far. I, I wasn't here to see Adonis on, on Wednesday, but Hopkins, before it was just the top. Now he has added almost dirt from, from waist down to below the knees. Yeah, the if, he's, if he's standing facing us here, it looks like he's got 
brown pants on with white socks. If he turns around, he looks like he's got a little longer white pants. 2-1 pitch to Imgarn, grounded to the right side. It's hit slowly. First baseman Prater is going to feed to the pitcher, Khan covering, and that's just in time to get in garden. And the Renegades will strand another base runner as Khan works around the single and stolen base. So we'll head to the seventh, final inning of this one. Peak prospects lead 2 to nothing. We'll be right back on the Show Me Sports Network. Creating custom, handcrafted woodworking projects has never been easier. Become a member of Sawdust Studios and enjoy 24-7 access to a woodworker's paradise. Outfit with industry-leading, professional-grade tools, Sawdust Studios offers endless woodworking possibilities. Don't have woodworking experience? No problem, as Sawdust Studios offers affordable classes from a community of woodworkers, experienced designers, and master craftsmen. Youth classes are also offered for those junior woodworkers. For more information, search Sawdust Studios on Facebook or find them online at Sawdust. Sawdust247.com. Sawdust Studios, your community woodshop. We are state tech. We are hands-on education. When you choose the number one two-year college in the country, you know you will be ready for your career. That's why at state tech, we say, from the classroom to your career, we are the employer's choice. We are State Tech. On to the seventh now on the Show Me Sports Network. New pitcher on for the Renegades looking to keep this a 2-0 ball game. So Braden Boyer is done giving way to Xander Lovin. Only going to have to go one inning here unless the Renegades can come back as he enters the game. Renegades go with another right-hander. Boyer's final line goes six innings, strikes out eight, walks three to go with the three hits given up and the two earned runs. And as of right now, this is one of those scenarios where the win-loss record for a starting pitcher doesn't always give you the full picture. Boyer, as good as he pitched, if this game holds, will take the loss despite how good he looked for six innings. Yeah, you're absolutely right on that. Any other time, uh, you know, it's, it's a little bit deceiving. Any other time... That's a uh, great performance, just not having the at-bats for the Renegades. First pitch fouled off by Leighton Jennings. It'll be the bottom of the order Lovin's going to face here in the seventh inning. 7-8-9, Jennings, Lutz, and Herrera. Looks to keep this a 2-0 game and give the Renegades a chance to come back in the bottom of the seventh. We'll see if it's against Charter Drew Khan or a reliever. They had a left-hander warming up last inning, but don't see anyone throwing right now. Lovin's pitch misses up. So now one ball and a strike. He's over 2 with a flyout and a pop-out. Watson Herrera on deck and in the hole each walked their last plate appearances. 1-1 pitch popped up on the infield. Emgarn barely having to move. Now coming in and makes the catch head high. Hats out number one as Lovin retires the first batter that he faces. One up and one down. That's exactly what you want to do when you bring in your closer here. Look to come inside on the hands there and Jennings popped it up. He pops up to second for the second time tonight. So now it'll be stepping in Rocky Lutz, the catcher who was picked off trying to come to home plate to end the fifth inning. Now steps in looking to get something going with one out in the seventh. Two-nothing score, Des Moines on top. Here's the pitch. This one is swung on a miss as Lovin blew that one by him. Looks like he's got the heater working. And now it's one ball, or excuse me, no balls, one strike on the catcher for the peak prospects. Working quickly, Lovin fires in another strike. And now it's no balls and two strikes. He jumped out ahead of Lutz with two back-to-back -back heaters. Yeah, he's trying to make quick work, give his chance. 
team a chance to get back in it. 0-2 pitch, this one fouled off and we'll do the 0-2 again. Renegades looking ahead to the bottom of the seventh. We'll have the heart of the order coming up, 3-4-5. It'll be Matashek, Fuller, and then Ross Lovich. So if there's a group that you want to try and get those two runs at least, that's that's some pretty good names in there, especially the two All-Stars, the first two to hit. Absolutely. 0-2 pitch, misses ups now 1-2, and two, and you only need two, so you can find yourself. I mean, you have the home run derby participant batting second, and if you can have Matashek get on, give yourselves a chance. Loving a little longer look in towards Hersler behind the plate, and here comes the one-two. Struck him out looking. Hersler didn't even frame it. He popped up and threw down. <laughs> he That's knew a all strikeout and if a backwards you know, you know. K. That's a perfect way to put it. Hersler, we see him with the frame job. Didn't even give it a shot right there. So backwards K. That's the ninth strikeout so far by Renegades pitching so far in six and two-thirds innings. One more could give them double digits, and that's impressive to do in a doubleheader game where it only goes seven. This one, a called strike on the outside corner to Herrera. Well, Lovin showing exactly why he was an ace for the Renegades last year and then went on to play in the Northwoods League. Oh, one pitch to Herrera, fouled off, and now no balls and two strikes. Lovin working very quickly. This has been a quick inning. How many pitches has he thrown? So he threw three to Jennings, then threw, it was either four or five to Lutz, and now so far two to Herrera. Yeah, so he's a chance to make it under a dozen. Oh, two grounded weekly to second. Imgarden plays it on two hops. Lovin already walking off the mound as this one just in time to get the batter. That's a three up, three down for Lovin. He gets the ground out to end it. And we'll head to the bottom of the seventh. Don't go anywhere. It's going to take a Renegades rally. We'll be right back. Two nothing, the prospects lead on the Show Me Sports Network. Throughout the course of any game, different actions stand out to different people. But everyone remembers a walk-off, especially if it's a walk-off wood bat. Handcrafted right here in Missouri, walk-off wood bat company bats are made with premium-grade maple, ash, and birch, fully customizable to make it truly yours. From the length and weight to the barrel and handle color, you're able to customize every feature of your wood bats, including personalized engraving with a 45-day warranty. In addition to selling custom handcrafted bats, they also offer a selection of bat accessories, including lizard skin bat grips and batting gloves. To help find your confidence at the plate, give walk-off wood Bat Company a call at 816-261-1014 or visit wowbats.com. Hello, Blake Gasaway here with the Show Me Sports Network. I've had the opportunity to have some amazing calls, including overtime touchdowns, walk-off home runs, and buzzer-beating baskets. But I've answered another call. That's to serve my community as a volunteer firefighter. Stop and think what would happen if your home or property caught fire and no one was there to put it out. Every day, volunteer firefighters not only save lives and property, but also respond to other emergencies. Nearly two-thirds of our nation's fire departments are manned by volunteer firefighters. And because of this, we simply need more volunteers to step up and answer the call. Stop by or contact your local fire department and see how you can become a volunteer firefighter today. I answered the call to serve my community. Will you? So we go here to the bottom of the seventh inning now. As the Renegades have to find a way to push two runs across the plate. They want to tie it up, maybe go to extra. We would not like to go to extra. However, they could push three runs across. We would walk off in winning fashion. Heard you talking about that, Ben, in the pre in the uh, pregame that Wednesday night. They uh, no, last night they walked off with a with a walk off win in walk off fashion with a walk off wood bat. Yeah, they would, they would take that again right here as first pitch is snapped in there, a strike to Matashek. But it's going to be tough as Drew Kahn's going for the complete game. He is, uh, again, still on his A game out there on the mound. 
0-1 pitch coming to Matashek is swung on a miss way out in front of that one now 0-2 that's got to be tough you come with the the off speed to make it 0-1 and then pull the string again Matashek out in front and now 0-2 the Renegades right fielder just need two Matashek could get on here would give the home run derby participant Luke Fuller a chance to knot it up 0-2 pitch to Matashek is high and outside now 1-2 and two. Not only has Khan pumped in strikes, he's worked very quickly, too. Absolutely. He is, yes, he is not wasting any time. Here comes the 1-2 into the lineup, the kick, and this one is swung on. They say that Matashek just got a piece, and that keeps it at 1-2. And a matter of fact, as, as quick as he works, there's a, been several pitches, I've lost count of them, that uh, home plate umpire just barely gets the, uh, you know, the fingers out to say we're ready, and he's ready to throw another pitch. So after the foul, we'll do the one-two once again to Matashek. Here it comes, this one grounded weakly out to second. Nikhail on a couple hops up with it. The throw to first is not a perfect one, but caught by the first baseman, Prater, and Matashek's retired for out number one. Well, you know, one of those things that's going to go unnoticed there, at least uh, by most people, is that despite that being relatively a routine play, Matashek was giving it 110%. He was getting there as fast as he could. You know, not loafing around, not sandbagging, which is good to see him on that because you never know how a throw could miss. People get in a hurry. There's a bad transfer, lots of things like that. First pitch to Fuller is low, and it was not a perfect throw by Nikeo. First baseman Prater had to move to his right, and if that gets by him, I mean, that's – or even pulls him a step off the bag. Matashek's hustle could have led to a base runner. So 1-0 pitch coming to Fuller. Renegade trail 2-0. This one also skips in there. It's now 2-0. Tying run is on deck. Right now in the form of Ross Lovich, Fuller would have to reach in order to give them a shot. Four is, or excuse me, Ross Lovich is leading the Renegades in home runs with three of them. So potential candidate if Fuller can reach. Here comes Collins' 2-0 pitch. This one grounded to the third baseman. Collins has got it. Now takes a long time to throw and then throws over to first in time to get Fuller. He had plenty of time to deliver that one, and he used almost all of it. And back-to-back roundouts have two outs here in the seventh. Well, I don't blame him on taking the time there. As he said, he had it, so he was just making sure he had a good transfer. He had a good handle on it. I mean, with, with how many crow hops Collins did, he was yeah. near in the pitcher's mound by the time yeah. he released that ball. So Renegades down to their last gasp here. They trail 2 to nothing, two outs into the bottom of the seventh, and here comes Ross Lovich. First pitch to him is going to bend off the outside corner, 1-0. This game only seven innings because we'll have another game after this. First of two in a doubleheader. First meeting between the Peak Prospects and the Renegades. And Peak Prospects and out away from securing a victory in game one. 1-0 one to Lovich off the inside corner. Now two balls, no strikes. Jackson Lovich waits on deck. Would send the Renegades caught into a frenzy if the Lovich brothers could be the source of a comeback here in the seventh. 2-0 pitch to Ross is swung on a miss. He was out in front now 2-1. and one. Yeah, he's just got his timing just a little bit off, and you're right, he was he was quite a ways out in front of that. University of Missouri product stepping back into the box. Lefty batter, righty pitcher, Kahn's delivery. The 2-1 is swung and missed again, looked to be out in front once again, and Kahn's got the off-speed stuff working now, two balls and two strikes to the Renegades outfielder. I think that's really been, I mean, that shows why he's a, a starter and an ace for the peak prospects is he's been able to really dial it up then dial it down then dial it back up at his command. 2-0 game. Here's the 2-2 pitch. It's up high. Now three balls and two strikes. Renegades down to their last strike in this one. Nobody on. Two outs here in the bottom of the seventh. Peak prospects on top. 2-0. Renegades with just two hits. So twos everywhere. 
and here comes the 3-2. It is swung on a missed, and that's the old ball game. Strikeout number seven for Khan as he completes off this one. Goes the full seven, and the peak prospects take this by a score of two to nothing and win game one of the doubleheader. So with that, Jeff City's three-game win streak falls to a close. They lose their first since a couple days ago, and I believe it was in Sedalia. They fall to 12-16 and 16 on the season. Meanwhile, the Peak Prospects, they move to 14-14, and 14, win their second in a row. And the story of today's game with Drew Kahn, what did you see out of him today on the mound, Blake? Well, I kind of talked about it there just a, a few minutes ago. He he really just had some good command. He was able to to dial it up and throw his, uh, his fastballs, throw you know his heater, but then dial it down at command and really just you know, turn the uh, turn the speed knob back and forth at will there, which which uh, helped his cause again. That's why he's one of the uh, starters for the peak prospects. But from a batter standpoint, it really just had him guessing and had them, you know, off uh, off balance. Had him trying to guess what it was, and I would have to say, judging on the number of hits or lack thereof, they were not guessing right most of the times. And you know, and that and that's that's hard. You get him crossed up, and then it becomes then it becomes a mental game where you know you're trying to guess at what he's going to throw because a lot of those pitches too look very similar as they're coming out of the hand they're coming to home plate they look very similar for what they're doing and how they're coming and you know just uh, just a well-played game plus he got uh, some offensive runs not a lot but enough uh, from his uh, from the from the uh, bats of his squad as well so you know it was just kind of a pitcher's duel both sides and not a bad start for Boyer I mean he not at he all. pitched a great game you know I think if you look at any of these other games if that's the start that was on the mound there's a chance that uh there's there's a real good chance that it's going to be in the win column absolutely and I'll give you Boyer's line in a second but you you make a good point there I mean the Renegades have not been world beaters here at home but they've scored enough runs to where usually if their starter gives them two they're at least I mean they were in it today but on the offense side, they really weren't in it. They only had two hits. That was coming on a double by Matashek and a single by Hopkins. So Renegades meeting on the third base bag. Now it looks like they're going to bring it in before we'll take about a 20 or so minute break before the next game. Some couple stats before we close this thing out. Peak Prospects win it 2 to nothing, but despite only five combined hits, the Peak Prospects had three. Meanwhile, the Renegades had two, those courtesy of Matashek and Hopkins. Khan gets the win and goes the complete game. He pitched seven innings, struck out seven, the two hits and no one, no runs. Boyer sadly takes the loss. He pitched six innings, struck out eight, walked three to go with three hits and the two runs earned. And then Xander Lovin went the last inning, struck out one, did not allow a hit or a run. Couple spotlights for the prospects on offense. Cole Yersley was mainly the big the big cog in the lineup today for the prospects. He singled in the fourth and came around to score on the Red Zaletsky sack fly and then hit a home run out to left field that just got going enough to carry out of here in the sixth. And that was more than enough for the peak prospects to win this one. So Renegades goal number one will just be to get in the run column in game two. Absolutely. And looking at uh, looking at their other games, you know, for the uh, Renegades, they've got twelve wins on the seasons. On the season, ten of those, if they scored, if they scored uh, only, sorry, let me try that again. If they if they gave up the two runs that they gave up tonight, they're in the win column. So there's just two games that if they would have given up two runs, they wouldn't have got the win on the night. So that's kind of the uh, like the epitome there of how good Boyer's start was. He just didn't have the offensive uh, power that he needed behind him. 
Well, at the very least, we'll see if the Renegades can keep up the good pitching as we head into game two. Don't know yet who the starter is, but we'll see in just about 20, 30 minutes as they're getting ready to clean off the field. The Renegades in front of us always do a great job with that. Looks like we've got Tanner Schmitz ready to put the chalk on home play. We've got a rake job going on there as well. I think that's Imgard, and I can't totally tell. Yep. yep. Levi Maslowski's rake in the first baseline. It's a whole team effort out there. But before we go off and take a break, we've got some fun pregame festivities. You want to talk a little bit about that before we go to game two? Absolutely. So tonight, of course, uh, is the uh, start of our family weekend here. Is we've got host families, of course, are, are usually here at the ballpark. But we've had a chance to visit with a few of the parents as they've made their way in for games tonight and tomorrow night, which is uh, really awesome to see them and get to talk to them as, uh, you know, we got some players that are from Texas and uh, even over in Kansas, some other places that make some of these weekday games a little bit hard for parents to get there. So trying to uh, set it up for them to have a chance to uh, come out and enjoy that. We have some activities planned tomorrow as well uh, for them that we're going to, uh, to have some fun at the ballpark and, of course, uh, have the Queen City Crush coming to town tomorrow. But I do want to uh, let our listeners know that uh, we're on a, a little bit of a trek here, I guess, I would say mission that uh, we're going to try to uh, get some uh, TikTok as uh, I joined TikTok uh, a couple of nights ago, a couple of days ago rather, and uh, trying to get that going. So TikTok has a TikTok live feature that you can do. So if you're listening, tell your friends, yourself, your neighbors, everybody you can to uh, go like me on there because the thing that I didn't catch when I signed up is you got to have a 1,000 followers. So I'm still several shy away from that, but you can find me at Gaz on the Mic. Um, that's G-A-Z-O-N-T-H-E-M-I-C, Gaz on the mic. And uh, give me a follow, and then uh, share it and share it often and share it far and wide because, like I said, if we can get to that 1,000, we're going to try to do some TikTok live uh, streaming of the games here from the ballpark and uh, some other things, too. I've been trying to capture uh, some of the uh, different at-bats and things like that. So, obviously, it's a little easier when you're doing color. I uh, probably won't do much while I'm doing the play-by-play just because that's hard enough as it is sometimes. Uh, but I've uh, been posting, had some videos from some of the things last night, trying to post some of the activities the team is doing. And uh, we even got our Hey Baby dance on from last night too. So uh, that, uh, you know, just a lot of fun we have here at the ballpark. And tonight again, Friday night, lights as well, Panchero burritos. Then the kids can run the bases and get autographs after the games here tonight as well. So Absolutely. Lots and if you're, going on. No, not at the ballpark here tonight. Make sure to come out for tomorrow and Monday because both are exhibition games. Those are a lot of fun. Got some fun activities playing against the Queen City Crush and then the JC Legends. But as far as today goes, is where the two teams are taking a quick break in between this doubleheader. We're going to take a quick break as well as break just a as we're going to take a break, but as Blake alluded to a moment ago, he will be the one on the play-by-play for Game 2. I will have your color commentary as the Renegades look to snap the one-game losing streak that they are now on. Nothing much, but looking to get back on the offensive side of the things here as they were held to just two hits and no runs today. So I want to thank everyone for joining us on the Show Me Sports Network all afternoon and I hope you stick with us when we're back in about 20 or 30 minutes. For Blake Gasway, as long as myself, Ben Schmidt, everyone enjoy the rest of this Friday evening wherever you're at and we'll look forward to hearing from you again soon. Renegades fall 2 to nothing, and we'll be back for the second game in just a few minutes. Take care, everyone.
have been listening to the biggest and absolute best game coverage in mid-Missouri on the exclusive home for Jefferson City Renegades baseball. The Show Me Sports Network and the Renegades Radio Network. The Show Me Sports Network broadcast crew are the ones that know your Renegades the best. Exclusive coverage of Jefferson City Renegades baseball has been brought to you by Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City. Avon with Michelle Carty, Boone County Journal, Centurion Cares, Christopher Scott, Farmers Insurance, Doc and Norm Direct, Eddie Goodell Society, Pond Custom Laser Engraving, LLC, Hoslog Landscaping and Design, Last Sentinel Firearms, Retrieving Freedom, River Oak Christian Academy, Sawdust Studios, State Tech of Missouri, and Walk Off Wood Bat Company. We hope you've enjoyed the broadcast. Join us anytime on the web at showmesportsnetwork.com or find us on Facebook by searching the Show Me Sports Network. The Show Me Sports Network and the Renegades Radio Network, your exclusive home for Jefferson City Renegades baseball. Serving fans throughout the Midwest and even more around the world, this is the Show Me Sports Network. The preceding was an exclusive broadcast property presentation of the Show Me Sports Network and was a high-fidelity all-digital broadcast. This broadcast is copyrighted by the Show Me Sports Network for the private use of our audience. Any other use of this broadcast without the Show Me Sports Network's written consent is prohibited.